this is a guard intern job. This is not. This is, this is not even a staff position. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Imperial Schools of Honor podcast. I'm Josh Folan. And I'm Jay Baxter. And I'm Jeff Burns. And we are going to be bullshitting about the 400 years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. We are pressing onward toward the horizon, dear adventure, on an RPG side quest with this pod, where we incrementally fiddle with an old school RPG, start to finish with the assistance of old game literature. Our questing crosshairs hover over the evil Hargon, who is terrorizing the lands of Moonbrook, Maidenhall, and Canock, and the lands of Enix's 1990 release of Dragon Warrior II on the Nintendo Entertainment System. The accompanying literatures of antiquity for us on this undertaking are the 52-page pack-in instruction manual and the Unveiled Secrets of Dragon Warrior 2, a 30-page tome published by Enix. The link to a PDF of both those will be in the show notes for the duration of the quest. Emulation is closure, so you know the tools with which we are undertaking our quest to defeat Hargon. Jay, how are you playing? <laughs> I am playing through, uh, emulating through NES-topia on my PC with the standard NES controller piped in through USB. Jab. Same NES, uh, NES Topia, but I'm using the keyboard. I am playing on my Abernick 351 MP handheld emulator, and I'm loving being able to quest whenever and wherever I please. On the shitter, in bed, watching the Bills destroy the cheating Patriots, what have you. Important and fun milestone note for this installment of ISOH, this is the 100th episode the three of us have combined for, and that is a cumulative total. That is main quest episodes, all of them, side quests, order of Erdrich interviews, instruction manuals, the whole shkabo. Wow. And yeah, I think it's cool to me that it's landing on a side quest with all three of us, so I thought it was worth mentioning. That's good. Very cool, actually. Yeah. Please rate and review the pod. If you enjoy any of the shit we've done in those 100 episodes, it really helps and makes us feel good. up with our hero in our heroes i guess at this point in left wind where we just dapped up our cousin the prince of canock for the first time and started swapping hargon toppling ideas after getting my accoutrement in order uh, i set out for the monolith to the west and there the guards have changed their tune significantly from being difficult to a short and simple please go through did you guys do any dicking around before you head i mean we i, I assume not Jay, you no, already talked about heading down there, and Jab, you know where to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Onward to Right. So at the monolith, the monolith is a bit of a shithead. There's two long, t- you like you, the guards let you through. There's a staircase in the back. And downstairs, there's two long tunnels south to choose from. And the, like, one's, like, off screen. The other one's on screen. And the, that's interesting. Have we talked about that at all, too, how the, that's a new mechanic that we had not, have not mentioned. That. No, I think we did mention it, that I was saying, like, I kind of missed the idea of having to light the dungeon, but they kept the mechanic they, essentially... By doing that, right? By okay. just blacking some out, so yeah. Right, 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 yeah. Anyways, the, the enemies down here are of the Lake Cave tier. It's cobras, big rats, etc., etc. 
So we've seen all this shit before. The path to the west, the one that's off screen, takes you to a stairwell up to the small island you can see just west from the monolith on the overall map. And that's just a dead end. And the other that is on screen takes you to where you want to go. The, <laughs> the peninsula across the channel to the south of the monolith. And I thought, <laughs> going through here, it occurred to me. Should we maybe discuss the engineering marvel mm -hmm. of a subterranean tunnel being excavated beneath a large river and it being responsibly supported to a point where it can be safe, unchaperoned, or can be used for safe, unchaperoned travel beneath a major waterway. Like, that, in this era of engineering, of when this game is supposedly taking place, is quite the accomplishment. That's not a, <laughs> that's not a river. That's an inland sea. That's like building a tunnel from Greece to Crete, and just being like, yeah, we did that in, like, 1100. No big <laughs> yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. It's a very big yeah. deal. Yeah, pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, you have to, I guess, maybe ask the question... Or the, the question weighs on me as to whether it was science or arcane, uh, I don't know, ar ar arcanely fueled uh, yeah. construction project. I was going to say, in, in a world with so much magic and stuff, like, who, who knows what was possible? You know? Right, right. Got to go arcane. I, I'm assuming they have plenty of surfs, though, to also dig the hole. Right, so. precisely. Yeah, the actual, the, yeah, the physical removal, very doable. The support structure to make the it safely, yeah, the, the maintenance, right? Yeah, <laughs> the maintenance all seems astounding. Yeah, all seems like it requires a little, a little extra than, or a little more beyond their means at the time, uh, from a purely scientific perspective. You know, there's those, um, there's those uh, salt mines underneath Lake Erie. I did not know that actually. Yeah, there's salt mines under Lake Erie that, like, you know, they go under, they dig under, and they like dig shit out of there, and you know, the lake is above them. Like, there, there's workers under there right now. I also wouldn't presume that there was uh, an abundance of salt to be found beneath fresh water. That's also I think it's salt. I mean, it could be like, you know, I mean, the, the earth has moved so much over the billions of years that this could have been. Sure. Yeah. Know, salt. <laughs> it probably, well, it, it absolutely was. If I, the, you know, the, the Pangea map, I believe, I'm sure that it was all, you know, there were no inland seas at one point isn't that how i can't remember exactly there might have been like a one or here or there yeah. but um, yeah yeah there's this one big sea and one big land right there's a fucking i just found that thing i got i meant to check it out but then i just ADHD it away i uh there's that thing where you can find where your house was uh on pangea <laughs> oh no i've never heard i that. really <laughs> got to look that up that's pretty fun I wonder if it i wonder if it looks just like that lego shot uh or that google earth shot we have oh, the, 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 you still have that I do still have it. Did yeah. you post it? Uh, I'm sure I've posted it. It's at a little revelatory for us, also, but um, <laughs> we're kind of doxing ourselves. But <laughs> yeah, like I remember, I I got that screenshot, and I thought like it was just going to be an option they kept forever, and they got rid of it and never came back. And I was so thankful I went through the trouble to get that screenshot. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Do you remember that Jay? When it was like, what? I mean, what, what did they call it? Just Lego? Like, what it was the? It wasn't Lego. They were. It was like it was pixel art or something. Pic, yeah. But I think it was alluding to NES. And why do I feel like it was even alluding to like Dragon Warrior? Uh, like I feel like the if you zoomed out from the fucking thing and you like looked at like Ohio from space, I feel like you know Route ninety was like a Dragon Warrior road. I could be. Romanticizing this, but yeah, yeah, I think you are. Yeah, I think you. I think you had too many weed gummies this morning, or something. That's never during the day. Never during the day. I don't 
don't remember that at all. I have principles. But, Neither do I. Yeah. yeah. But it is cool. Do you remember that? Do you remember that, Jane? When Google Earth, it was like just a day or two or something where they did like, it looked like pixel art. It was like a. I don't think I, I don't think I recall that. I think I must have missed like that the, one. The street view. It was pretty cool. <laughs> pretty fun thing. I'm going to try I'll, to look I'll, real I'll, quick. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to dig out the, the picture I have of our, our childhood home together so everyone <laughs> can see it and. 8-bit goodness. Uh, the first underwater tunnel built in the U.S. was the Holland Tunnel, guys, connecting Jersey to Manhattan, and that didn't open until 1927, just to give you some perspective on... Man, they had no magic. Yeah. What are you going to do? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. They had no magic. Especially in New York, those motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge missing thing when you're trying to build it. If you have magic, you're you're doing a lot better than most people. Right. Are they, do, are they still doing the uh, big dig in Boston? I don't know what Was that, that is. Was that completed by now? Cause I, I, they were talking. Well, about I think like I heard about it in like the early 2000s, yeah. and then but people were like, "Yeah, but it's Boston; they're never going to finish anything." <laughs> and there's there's a joke by now. There's a oh joke in uh, Fallout 4 that alludes to it. Like you have to go and like dig through to like somewhere else, and the mission is called the Big Dig. So like the point being is like even in 2270 something, like it's still not done. What the fuck are they digging? I think <laughs> it's like a like a fucking like metro tunnel or something. Uh, oh, it's completed. Completed. Is it? Okay. Go yeah. Boston. For all our Boston fans. <laughs> Have a joke, guys. Okay, well, back to Dragon Warrior 2. The, once you get on the other side of this channel, the first thing you're going to encounter, uh, there's a, it's a short buzz down past a large circular mountain range, is a town nestled in a thick forest. This is Hamlin. And it looks a little more rural and disorganized than Leftwind did, but pretty similar as far as just the feel of it, I guess. Townsfolk chatter in here. The girl nearest the entrance says, Ghosts may wander this world under moon or sun, and at times they may even be recalled. Uh, I don't is, know what that means. Do you? There's a lot going on there. It means when you, this shitty dude that you just got gets whacked, the house of healing's over there. That's what it means. Oh. <laughs> I don't, see, I don't die, so. <sighs> I did. We'll talk about it later. The blue dude in the center of town says, here in Hamlin, not all is as it seems. And this has me wondering, and I guess this is a question specifically for Jab, is there something else besides the one doozy? I don't know. There's, the, yeah. I, I will say there's that door, and I can't remember. I mean, it's right. obvious what happens. You get across. But... I don't know I, what that dude's about. Yeah, I don't know what he talks about. So I was wondering that myself, and the only thing I could think was across, you know, under that once again the tunnel. Oh, look at the right. Room. Yeah, yeah, and if, yeah. I guess if, if there's not, <laughs> I question how this cat would have any clue about the one thing. Right, and then know- if if he does know, <laughs> then like, why isn't he telling me? <laughs> right, yeah. Why is he telling? Me? Why isn't he helping? Why isn't he doing something? Why is the dog just loose? <laughs> right. Like, hey, I don't mean to be a dick or anything, but like, the fate of the world is at stake here. Like. Right, you can Come put on. in a little effort, homeboy. <laughs> I'm out there getting my ass kicked by zombies and big rats. Maybe a little effort on your part. Yeah, would be nice. The, there's another dude that says, talk to everyone for appearances may not reflect the true person. And that sounds straight up shady. <laughs> I mean, as, as all three of those comments t- together, like ghosts, everything's not as appears it seems. Like all this, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to back to my hall. Fuck this. Stuff, like, What's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm out of here. This place is fucked. These guys actually fuck. are really not all that friendly. <laughs> like everyone seems to know about this, but nobody wants to just give you the lowdown. Right. Which that is a ni- really nice role play vibe thing. That like, yeah, you get to this place, you're a little further from kind of 
the home base, you know, people don't know who you are, and some shit's gone pretty wrong lately, <laughs> you know, so everyone would be a little side-eye, you know, and that's yeah. that's actually kind of a nice... I mean, nice... Hamlin could be under the control of either, um, of, you know, it could be under the purview, the feudal purview of uh, one of the castles that we've hit lately, either potentially, probably be Moonbrook, and maybe yeah, Moonbrook, Moonbrook and, sure, yeah. you know, maybe Moonbrook well, that's and Whitehall I mean. Moon, didn't get along all that well. And also, just Moonbrook obviously has went really south in in recent <laughs> times. So, so you know, yeah. The, so they're, they're the, like the guidance would be gone. The guidance would be now absent, and their center everyone... of security is gone. And now right. maybe a you know a rival kingdom's heir shows up, and they're just like, eh, it's weird here, man. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit's little, yeah, yeah. Not that yeah. you were helping. Moonbrook just got burned down. I'm glad you were <laughs> fucking around with slimes, but we're busy, right? A barbarian who is surprisingly not lit on mead says, Some say that there is a tall tower, and in it a brave adventurer may find the cloak of wind. It can save thee if thou falls from a great height. And Todd is scared of heights, so that sounds like a really appealing item, barbarian. The guard patrolling the shopping center says, Southwest of this village lies the castle of Moonbrook. Copy that. Peep game. Or we will peep game. There's a gambling enthusiast just north of those shops that inquires, Dost thou have a lottery ticket? If you answer yes, he says, the lottery is but a game. Do not take it too seriously. And for no, he replies, some merchants give out lottery tickets for free. And this fucking guy sounds like a gambling lobbyist. Fuck this guy. <laughs> right? Dude, you should hear the fucking radio in Ohio right now. Oh, God, the new kiss. Yeah, I bet. Gambling man. just got legalized here. and dude, Oh, it's so it's- bad, dude. It's fucking terrible. Like, they will, uh, every commercial is like, join yep. sports app and get $200 of free bets and blah. It's just a nightmare. It's, I hate it so much. I cannot believe, sit and watch fucking football, and I just cannot yep. fucking believe that every commercial, or at worst, not, no exaggeration, every other, is a fucking gambling commercial. And it's like, I don't give a fuck if you can do it now or not. Like, how the fuck are you just getting on here and... A super large subset of your fucking demographic, your target your, your talk demographic with this television program is underage fucking teenage dudes yep. who are all morons. Every one of them. <laughs> I mean, you know how this works. You know how commerce works. That's the perfect demographic. Right, exactly. Yeah. Fuck it. The dumber, the better. Sorry to anybody that gambles, but it just, yeah. it's not a good Holy one. shit. Yeah. Holy shit. It's so bad. Yeah. Every fucking commercial on the radio, every fucking, again, fucking the WGR, so like a four-hour afternoon radio show, I am not exaggerating, at least one hour of it is composed now of, because again, New York's pretty new too, yeah. and not, so every fucking, yeah, at least one of, of the four hours is is dedicated to guest Oh in, God! Um, quotation even to know. Oh yeah. What? Well, they they you know, Trey Wingo for fucking whatever fucking asshole uh, Caesars or something he works for now, and then they'll have some fucking dickhead chick that's from fucking BetMGM or some shit, and it's just like, oh, it's so fucking bad. And they're just you know, they're talking about gambling exclusively. You know, they try to pretend to know shit about sports too, so it feels it's like the fucking Jay. It's like the goddamn <laughs> the fucking uh, Game Pro ads that are like they you know they act like they're they're trying to make it look like a fucking magazine yeah. feature, but it's We're just on a, to you. a pay, yeah, it's just a paid <laughs> advertisement. Yeah, I can see through your fucking ruse, man. <laughs> Get yeah, your fucking hand out of my pocket. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Oh god, I hate it so much. Ugh. And this is what getting old feels like. There's yeah, you'll a... You'll get bitter, too. 
<laughs> There's a dog here that gives us a woof woof near the old man lurking outside the HOH. And this old man says, even here thou can record thy deeds on the Imperial Scrolls of Honor. And then he does the whole song and dance the kings of Maidenhall and Canuck do. And that's kind of fun. That You know, actually, go- I have something to say about that. I remember in, in Dragon Warrior 1, you could only do that at castles. You can only do it at the one castle. At the one castle. <laughs> only <laughs> save at the one castle? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. So I remember, I remember like getting to this town for the first time and then being like, and then talking to that dude and being like, oh shit, I can even save here. Like I, I, can, <laughs> I can picture myself in my room where my TV was against that, uh, that would be the south wall. Where where I where I slammed the NES advantage into the wall a million times. Did you do that? Okay. I oh, you don't remember? You don't remember? I covered that wall by the window in fucking dents with. You know, we were like covering it up oh, forever because we didn't right. want MIKE to find it. Those little <laughs> triangle dents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah would you yeah. take the fucking thing and like two hand it into the wall? I, I who I don't remember the actual. I, I vividly I, can, yeah, I, can I would definitely fucking ram that fucking NES advantage, which is like a you know steel ass fucking bottom. Yeah. Uh, into the oh fucking sh- shitty little thin drywall he had hung on those walls. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was shitty thin. For all our listeners, it actually was shitty thin drywall. Me and Josh put a hole in the wall once playing basketball. I don't. It sounds bad, but it wasn't that bad. Well, that Man. was like I think that was it was like David Camargo or someone was. No, over it, you know it might have been my buddy Mike. Michael yeah, Mike. yes, it was someone. Yeah, one of our friends did it, and that made it even worse. We were like, oh, we can't. Dude, you got to just, we got to just, we cannot put this on. It was big. <laughs> it was big. Yes. I mean, I understand why he was mad, but counterpoint, now as a man who, like, has a home and, like, has done, you know, construction and knows things, like, he put a piece of fucking three-eighth drywall up. I mean, maybe he didn't, but he bought the house. It's yeah. one piece of three-eighth drywall. It really should be two. For three quarters of an inch. I mean, that, I mean that's not. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. I mean, it should be fucking stronger than that. I, his bitch would always be. I remember it was always because you know he had like when he did have when he did fix them. It was always just a buddy that came over and did it for him. You know, right? And yeah, so like you know he he wouldn't even I mean, buy materials if even that maybe the guy probably stole materials from the place they worked. Right. But anyways, there very little cost to it. So. And I think we knew that there was some dynamic where he had to explain that or rationalize it, why it was still a huge deal. And it was always the paint matching. Getting the paint to match was like a, a big thing. I remember him like trying to sell as the reason it was like such a catastrophe that like, we can't make the paint match, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Shut the fuck M-I-K, up. always with the fucking crises. <laughs> you know, then he just, of course, paints over it, you know, like, it, what, what a fucking asshole. Anyways, wasn't there a point you were in midstream on? I, th- I think that was it. Was just like I was surprised that you could save, you know, at a town. Like uh-huh. maybe I was kind of amazed that, like, or maybe it like occurred to me, like, okay, I can save at the other castle, you know, Maidenhall or whatever the other one was, Canock. And then I got to a town, and I was like, oh shit, you can save here too. So, so just the so just the significance of taking in and letting it wash over you as a child, the progress of technology and video gaming. <laughs> yeah, or just the consideration the designers had made, you know, just like. I don't have to go back to that one castle to save, right. which actually thinking about that now is because I didn't even have to do that when we played it, you know, right. us three, I just hit fucking save state and it was done. Definitely That's actually, did. but crazy. you know, also the, the map was so much smaller too. And, it was you know. the dog that's near this little save point dude joins your party line after you interact with it. And that's at least until you split town. And I think that's super cute that it follows dude. you around. You know? I, 
I definitely was like, why is this dog following me? There's something special about the dog. Like I, mm. like I, I was trying to like talk to it and stuff. I was like, what is going on? Like I got to come back to this. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. My next question was going to be, yeah. Yeah. How, like d- when did you, did you have inklings? I guess maybe is this the, the, the question that should be asked prior to having it explained to you. Oh yeah. I, okay. I try to talk to everyone and use every single item on everything. So I'm always, <laughs> I'm always like searching and talking. And so, so the minute it clearly I've talked to other dogs in the, in the other towns. So the minute this dog started following me, I was like, okay, zeroing in, you know, okay. that's, that's such a beautiful thing to hear that. Like, cause you know, I, there's no, there's, it's obvious. Well, I guess they say it pretty explicitly at, one point or another at the, in the castle, I can't remember the exact dialogue. I mean, they definitely, you know, obviously, it's said that it's a do- that she's become a dog, and I can't remember if they say it's in Hamlet or not. I don't think so. Either way, like that, you know, there, there's no question that even if they had, like I said, kids don't read shit and they don't process it, even if they do. So there, I'm, there's no question that there's some level uh, at the developer level or some time spent by the developers trying to figure out ways to make that dog significant mm-hmm. and give you a hint without slamming you over the head with it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at least initially. I mean, eventually they probably, the flow chart for this is probably, they eventually have to slam you over the head with it because kids, again, are morons. So, like, the dumber kids are going to, unless we really feed it to them, are going to have a hard time. But we want the we want the, we want want the the kids who are really enjoying the story and capable of fucking, you know, solving Figure some problems, you know, yeah. to, to, to have it just breadcrumb to them a little bit. You know, so like they're trying to find the middle ground between those two things and how to put it in the game flow is probably a, something they spent a lot of time on, uh, I bet, you know. So it's cool to hear it, you know, consumed as such. On the commerce tip, we have the aforementioned HOH, an in charging 12 gold ahead, and a standalone lottery booth, and then both a tool and blacksmith in the shopping center. And I really, something about me, I really enjoy that it's under the same roof that they've like built this mall <laughs> on the southeast side of town, you know, for all the commerce to take place in. And, that the, and, and also that the gambling dickhead couldn't get a booth there, that he's got to do his little shitty shop over at the. Uh, in the hood, right. the, the, honest the business mall. only here, sir. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna need to see your better business uh, bureau fucking certificate <laughs> or whatever if you want to get a booth here at the fucking. It looks like you got a shitty plot of land too. It's like covered. It's surrounded by like desert shit. <laughs> That's what I mean. The other That's one's covered by greenery. Oh, yeah, over in the hood. Yeah, for sure. It like forms like part of a city wall. It looks like. Yeah, like he got a shitty plot. <laughs> but you know what it was? Gambling got legalized later. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just coming. Yeah, he's just getting his just uh, just getting his feet wet with the new the new legislation that allows him to really, you know. Once he makes some profits, he's gonna he's gonna build a better place. Don't worry. Yeah, he was running out of the back of the bar right a few weeks ago. It's <laughs> actually a, a great improvement. <laughs> yeah. So the tool shop has both herbs, the wing of wyvern, and fairy water, and the weapon and armor shop. Uh, has the previously seen chain, sickle, and mail here, and then a bunch of new hot shit that they have on racks. And the one is the Iron Spear at 770. There's the Broadsword at 1500, full plate armor at 1000, and a steel shield at 2000. So there are some supple grinding goals in there for sure. I'm role playing the Broadsword as a Roman gladius. Okay. Okay. How, what. Where would Roman influence work its way into Toland here? Torland? Not necessarily. It would that would have been the Gladius would have been outdated at that point. But you know, that's Well, did, did you just put this world in a 
Earth, our universe timeline? I mean, we've been doing it. You know, I mean, we were talking about like you know building tunnels under things. Sure, you know, sure, with, sure. Like, the technology of the time. Um, so I'm just role playing that it's it's more like a gladius, not just like like in my mind. I'm trying to picture these things as like you go to the shop and it's not like they have like 20 broadswords that are all exactly the same. It's sure, like there sure. are different swords that function essentially as broadswords for this damage purposes. Sense. This weapon and armor shop would have a terrible marketing department were that the case. That they didn't have any customization options or any ability to feel personalized in your purchase. I'm your... sorry that transistor technology in 1990 wasn't <laughs> up to your standards and they could do all that. You can play Skyrim <laughs> if you'd like. No, no. I'm saying the actual marketing department of this weapon and armor shop in the story. If they are not encouraging the... The manufacturing department to produce a multiple lines of oh, swords. You know I what see. I mean? It right, would right. be yeah, that would be really bad. I think management because you would want the purchaser to walk into the store and feel like, oh, this one was made for me. And I have a gonna, selection, right? Yeah, you're going to need some diversification for that to be the case. Well, like different size people, you know, different strengths and whatnot. You know, the sure. pommel would be a different size, the blade length, etc. Even colors, anything like that. Any <laughs> <sure one. Yeah. laughs> And also, you have to keep in mind, like, there's a war going fashion. on. <laughs> there's a war going on. So well, like a, a lot maybe Gentle Ma is not, but Todd is for sure. Todd <laughs> wants to floss out here on the countryside. Gentle Ma. <laughs> on the battlefield, sorry. All right. Yeah. But a lot of this is picked up off of uh, corpses from the battlefield, too, that's, like, rehabilitated. So, that's true enough. Heading out of Hamlin, there is a bridge over a small creek to the south, and from there it's a hop, skip, and a jump through some forest and plain terrain to the castle we recognize from the prologue, Moonbrook. This place is an absolute fucking wreck, as you might imagine if you have experienced the gut-wrenching drama of our performances from my screenplay adaption of the prologue for the game that we put in the last episode. It's kind of a reminiscent jab of the state of the town of Hawksness in Dragon Warrior 1. That's what I thought of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate same thing, and I appreciated they they brought it back. Yep. A lot of sand tiles peppered into broken paths, marsh tiles everywhere, etc. They have, and this, this, uh, Dragon Warrior 2 has a new, like, this is fucked up floor tile in that, like, whatever those, like, they look like little assholes. <laughs> <laughs> if you think of it that way. <laughs> right. But those were not present in the first game. So I, in, in my, in my mind, were they in the art offering <laughs> in the code of Dragon Warrior 1, they would have also been in Hawksness. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and as there should be, this castle is patrolled by enemies, and it's the same shit as in the nearby countryside. Zombies, lizard flies, even metal slimes. I encountered uh, a time or two in here. And there are balls of fire roaming the halls in movement patterns and pacing very like that of villagers, enticing you to interact with them and bringing us to Town's Fire Chatter Time! <laughs> And <laughs> an eerie flame in a northern hall says the Mirror of Ra was lost long ago in a swamp southeast of Hamlin in the place where four bridges can be seen. And Hot it's, tip. Oh my god, it's just such good hint and design choice. Mm-hmm. I like I remember this clue 
having my little beady 10-year-old eyes scanning the screen like a meth head at yep. all times, looking for where this might be, you know? And, yeah, it's just such a good clue, and it's, yeah, so good. So, 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 so good. Mm-hmm. I, I almost feel like, you, I mean, not that I remember, I just feel like you can picture yourself, like, moving around, like, there's four bridges on the screen? Okay, yeah, cool, no, I'll search here. The, yeah, search. Well, the, yeah, and that's, yeah, and, like, you know, even once you think you found it, you don't know exactly where you're searching, so, like, you know, one's kind of clipped off searching here, maybe whatever, you know, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's, it's really When I fun. started this process, I actually thought that it was one particular tile that you could like, and then in that one moment you could see the four bridges. And then once I got to the area, it occurred to me that like, no, there's several, you know, screen orientations where you can see four bridges. So you'll have to search several tiles. Yeah. yeah so yeah, 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 good, good work on them. Really? I, I don't, hmm. it was a little more straightforward for me. Cause I just kind of looked, I just kind of went over there and was like, all right. There's four squares in this swamp. Out yeah, of no, all no, of no, this, no. Like, if as again, as, right as an adult, stuff. yes, uh, yeah. the it's pretty it's, straightforward. Yeah, it's that that. I mean, we'll talk about when we get to that part uh, as far as the yeah, drawing your eyes to something, game design, yada yada yada. But as far as just like trying to find that area, especially if you don't stumble into it right away, you know, looking around for, for trying to find four bridges, like they don't tell you it's even on this continent. Maybe you go back to, you know, how far am I going here? You could be scanning the whole fucking map that you have access to right now, trying to find these four bridges before you find the spot. And, and especially because, yeah, when you, you know, if you go that route that's to the tower, you know, you're going down that coast and there's all those bridges. And, and even if you find the four, you can't get to the one side. Like there's, there's the, the, it's split up. Yeah. Mountain range cuts it off. Yeah. Well, no, no. The rivers, all the tributaries, you can only get like two of the bridges are on one side down here by the where the mirror's at, and the other two yeah. you are take that up. northern path. Yep. So yeah. yeah, it's. I think it's pretty well done. Good stuff. Yep. Uh, another ball of fire in the throne room says, "Woe is me, for I am the unhappy ghost of the king of Moonbrook. To make matters worse, my daughter has been cursed and transformed into a common mutt. I am burning with shame, and this is suggesting." If she had been turned into a purebreed dog, perhaps a pug, he would not be bummed about it. <laughs> but because she's a mutt, it's all bad. Hey, I'm not picking on you, but uh, they, they shouldn't be proud of pugs either. Those things are terribly bred, and it's fucked up. Uh, no, they're fantastic. They're the the the, the most. They can't comp- breathe, man. Everyone says that. I've I've had three of them. I've been around millions of them. No, they can breathe fine. Well, I got vibes from this king uh, in his throne room. I got Gustavus uh, Adolphus II vibes, who was killed on the battlefield during the Thirty Years' War, and he was shot off his horse. He got like disoriented in like a cavalry charge, and then he got like separated from his boys. And then the enemy saw him, and they shot him in the back, and he fell off his horse, and they came up and like whipped his ass or something, or maybe even like fucked with him more. And then they were like, "Who are you?" And he was like, I used to be the king of Sweden. And then they put a gun to his head and killed him. Dang. So it got very, uh, I used to be the king of Sweden vibes in this room. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, uh, most importantly, this confirms these flames are ghosts of the castle inhabitants. Mm-hmm. And that is so fucking cool. It know? was cool to see the king, actually. Like, when I looked into the throne room and I saw that, I guess it's obvious that they're ghosts. And I was like, that better be the king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I give them a firm ass pat for choosing flames instead of ghost avatars here too. You know, mm-hmm. that's a. Uh, that would have been two on the nose. Yep, right. agreed. 
Agreed. And they, Especially, and they have the and they have the ghost avatar. They could right. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say though. Those ghost avatars though are yeah. They're too. They're they're not like they're this is supposed different. to be a very somber, bummer, serious moment in mm-hmm. within the spectrum of what could be in this game. And I think those ghost avatars do not <laughs> uh, give the same vibe. Mm-hmm. So that was a good choice. Yeah. Also important here. Are you probably looking for a fucking dog now? And yeah, is this Jay? Were you immediately here? Like, okay, that's got to be it for sure. Especially considering you spent. Uh, perceived the significance and spent time trying to sort it out initially, this had to be like, oh, fuck, okay, that's what I got to do. got to be that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there was no doubt, but it, it's funny, in the in the turn of events, I actually found her, transformed her, and then came here. I came here, like, three times. Oh, okay. So, like, I came here the first time and didn't talk to the king. Like, I, I talked to the flames, and I was like, oh, the people. But, like, for whatever reason, I didn't make it to the king. And so I went off, and I was like, okay, so if these if these flames are people... You know, I was kind of like, maybe, so I went, searched, did all the stuff, found the the thing, went and transformed it. Like, I used the items, ended up transferring, and then came back here again when I was, like, searching around, like, okay, I feel like I'm missing stuff. And so when I came back through again, I was able to actually talk to the king, and I was like, ah, well, I wonder if I would came here, yeah, you know, figured it out. Be di- yeah, it would have yeah. been more straightforward, but. Right. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's probably not hard to miss that throne room, because I think it's just the one thing yeah it was like off the beat and like i didn't i was like oh well then there's just you know the, those tiles it's such a fucking just a mosaic yeah. of different tiles that like a little black one in the wall doesn't really you know which is why that other route to the to get down into the basement to talk to that guy is also well hidden, yeah you know? that, that, yeah i had to come back again i was like i have no idea how to get there but to your point earlier about harksness or whatever the place in dragon warrior one i thought it was going to be a much worse place so i'm like i'm not venturing any farther you know, like I've I've already established what I need to out of this place. I'm not sure what's deeper here. You know, so I didn't really even go deep. So there was a couple reasons, but okay. Word. Did he, did the king, say anything when you brought his now retransformed daughter into the room? He did. So like the same dialogue happened. Like, oh, my daughter's been turning to mud, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, it's you. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, oh, my daughter, blah blah blah. You know, it was like a little reunion thing. I was like, oh, this is great. Nice. Did you? Uh, I. Did you control for that, Josh? You didn't fence test that. No, no, I did. Oh, uh, da, 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 da. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah, there is a slight little dialogue change. It's, it's not out of. Well, he does say something new too, but it's only because. No, I have the dialogue. The okay. it's be, it's because the princess realizes it's him that there's additional dialogue. It's not he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't necessarily have the revelation. There's something right. there. Yeah, I mean, I guess, well, fuck, we're talking about why you wait. The, so, yeah, you, if you go back to him once you have her, he says, like, he does, yeah, that exact same song and dance. And then, so she's with you the whole time he's doing that. Same, like, I, yeah, I, just, I, I hated this, actually. This bothered me a lot. That, so he, he says that same exact dialogue. There's no change, even though she's right there with you, and you could obviously be recognized. And then she says, Peter cry, or... Yeah, mine's named Peter. We'll talk about that later, too. Father, is it really thee in the flames? And the flame replied, alas, it is I. It is Hargon's way of firing those he doesn't need. And I can't fucking believe they went pun there. I almost lost my goddamn yeah. mind. I fucking <laughs> hate it so much. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, that's so bad. Man, that's bad <laughs> I was just confused. Like, what? What oh, do you mean? Sucks, sucks, wow. sucks. Because especially because you almost wonder if it's like a translation error. I hope so. The, right? You know, and, and here's the thing, dude. So one of our, one of the Lord disciples 
before I came back here, it might have been why I came back here to talk to him again. I didn't I hadn't even thought of it yet. The I posted I think it was just something like oh, the dog in the village or something. And yeah, one of the Lord Disciples said that he basically talked about he was like quoting what the king says when you go back. And he was saying it like it fucking broke his fucking heart. <laughs> you know, that he had some, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something really sad about, oh, he, that he, he couldn't, he couldn't see or something. I think he can't, like, the, so I'm thinking, my point of this being that I think the original version, the Dragon Quest version, has some kind of different dialogue here that is much sadder and oh, much really? more fucked up that he can't like he doesn't have the ability to basically that he can't in some way or another can't actually experience this um re what do you call that re reuniting with reunion yeah reunion with his daughter because he can't see her here like, he can't see in here i think maybe is what he it can't is perceive really right so yeah, it's like it, it, like the, the guy was saying it was like a really heart wrenching moment, and I was like, okay, so I go, go here and look, expecting to have that moment, <laughs> and he says this dumb shit instead. <laughs> I was I was like, I, that that one sounds really good actually. Right, exactly. Yeah, I was fucking stoked that that you know, any time these games have that development of, you know, the the sprites changing and acknowledging you time passing and story progressing, mm-hmm. like that's. Yes, it's not by any by any length a commonality of this era of gaming, and I appreciated a great deal that they would go to the links required in a very limited amount of code to make that a reality in a story like this. Right. And you know, it's yeah, it was a bummer that it, it wasn't that. In this well, case. I t- I kind of took it because I took a screenshot. I, I knew I did because I was like, this is significant, and I remember thinking it was more like literal, where he was kind of just like, guess what, you were the king here, now you're not, you're fired, and just like. You know what I mean? So I guess I didn't really take it like punny. It was kind of just like, all right, because I, I guess I didn't really like their flames, but like, I don't know. It's it's a weird, <laughs> it didn't really hit me the same it way. Was I guess. Such a bad pun that it didn't even land on you. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> okay. that's the worst kind of pun. <laughs> right, right, yeah. uh, I guess I don't know. Uh, ignorance is bliss. Yep. <laughs> the so there's another one. The one last flame up here in the southern dead end and it is freaking the fuck out <laughs> despite the whole oh, yeah, already it is. yeah despite the whole already being dead thing it's like, like help, he's had a help. lot of time to be with this he's had a lot of time to get comfortable <laughs> with this new condition yeah it is not there yet help help hargon is coming to destroy us all like dude you don't gotta worry about shit don't Man, worry about it you are <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> fucking chill the fuck out so near that first flame with the bridges the clue there is a there are a couple chests that have already been pillaged and are empty and i think that's really neat and cool like the treasury has been long you know yeah uh, ransacked would be a good word for that like i, I literally saw those and i was like oh cool treasure chest they better be empty <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they are. You have to have a channel your stones of sunlight problem solving moxie situation to get to the bridge courtyard area where you saw the king get slain in the prologue. And you have to, yes, what we were just talking about, where you walk out the fallen castle walls in the northwest corner, walk through that, it's all swamp tiles outside, all the way down to the southwest tower, and then back inside. And the stairs, and you know, there's a little path to to that courtyard. And the stairs down here take you to a shockingly still kicking guard, cowering <laughs> in a swamp infested corner of a small basement. 
and the he says the princess has been transformed by a curse. Only the mirror of Ra can break the spell. For in that glass, one sees her true self. So homeboy is hanging out down here to put the last piece of the princess where mm. whereabouts puzzle together for you. What a Samaritan! And this is basically an exact embodiment of that last. Really spoon feed it, <laughs> you know. Like, did you even find this guy, Jay? I guess really is. No, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this right. sounds like new to me. Right? Like, yeah, I, yeah. Most yeah, people actually, aren't going I to have found this. In fact, yeah. So yeah, most people aren't. As I said, it's it's so out of the way. And the second you step outside, it's fucking swamp. We've talked about how prohibitive that feels. <laughs> yeah. You know, even though it's plenty of HP to make it over there. The yeah, it's it's. There's a lot of reasons why it's most people aren't going to find this thing. But and, and yeah, I that also. The, I, uh, I'll, I'll jump in real quick. I, I love the the imagery that they're that they get to use there. Like, and, and again, like you know, when you're a kid, you don't know how to do this, and like you know, I can kind of do it now. But like, this guy's in a dungeon, and like when you go down to that dungeon, it's like lit. You know, this like the colors are all the same because there's limited you know tile graphic options. But like, you got to picture this as like a castle dungeon where they keep criminals, and like castle dungeons are fucking ugly and dark and quiet. And, like, it's entirely plausible this guy could have, like, hid away from monsters down there and just, like, stayed out of the way and tried to survive. Yep. So, yeah, yeah I appreciated that. Eating, eating fucking God knows what. Yeah. Cats and probably prisoners, actually. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point, because if he survived, you have to assume that most of the prisoners survived. You see any prisoners down there? Yeah, right, 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 right. There you go. Yep. So back outside, there is a dead-end area east of the castle, so it's not terribly far that you have to go if you get lucky enough to go that direction coming out of here with the new information you have but the this is where the four bridges scene is and uh like i mentioned earlier a couple of them are reachable from the side of the river system that divvies the whole region up but there is yes on this side of it a very suspicious perfectly square two by two marsh area <laughs> and the northeast tile of it has the mirror of Ra. if you are so inclined to search it so it sounds like you found this pretty quickly jay yeah but to your point, like because I came here multiple multiple times afterwards, I think I ended up, I had to go up or up and around, like down the side of the peninsula to kind of get there. You know, to get to this, I don't think you can get to there from that that side. You probably oh, no, went up right, there. Right, yeah. You yeah, probably went up right. there and saw it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. so I, I found that pretty quickly. I went there and I was just like, all right, four. I, I know I can stay alive for these four squares, so I'm gonna search each four. Each right, one. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So then you have that mirror, and you've, you've already had this all connected for you, so you, so you go back to Hamlin, and you, uh, yeah, and the, <laughs> go back there and see what the mutt is talking about, and the, when you do so, you use the item, the, the mirror, and it says, my copy that I got was Talent, held up the mirror of Ra, behold, the mirror reflected back the image of Princess Peta, in my case, mm-hmm. suddenly it shattered, and the enchantment was broken, freeing the princess from her furry form. And then she says, Oh, dear cousin, thou hast freed me beyond all hope. To repay this, I offer thee my loyalty and service as the princess of Moonbrook. Please, take me with thee on thy quest. And then you're rolling three deep. And that was the first time, yes, that her name is fed to you. So PETA is actually yeah. a childhood one for us, Jab. Yeah, I remember discussed. that. As we've discussed. So what are your guys' princesses named? Uh, also PETA, of course. I thought PETA yeah. was the name, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, I got Alyssa. Interesting. Or it might be Olissa or Olisa. It's O L L I S A, uh, which I'm not sure I'd seen that one before. No, I've never seen that one before mm. for sure. P-time. I can't remember. I I know I had preferred ones. I know Bran was the one for for your male cousin, and then I can't I remember can't, what the female one was. 
It might have been Peta because I can't. I can't. I honestly can't think of another one for the princess. I'm gonna look it up real quick. All I know is that she needs to get leveled up before you take her anywhere. Her <laughs> oh, out of here, yeah, and I was geez. like, "Oh my gosh!" Like you're level yeah. one, and everybody else is like ten or twelve or fifteen or whatever. Not great. She got hit yep. once, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yep. Okay, it's uh. Yeah, I got plenty of tales of the grind about that for sure. <laughs> uh, it's Varia. Uh, okay. Oh man, these names are crazy. I, I can't even fucking read that. E L A N I. Elani. Alyssa. Elena. Roz is Elaney. Roz, yeah, I remember Roz. Roz is yeah. one we would get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kaylin, Peta, Illith, that's a good name. And Gwen. How many times have you guys get. played this game? A lot. A lot, <laughs> like, Jay. Okay. What, what are we doing? Like, what? Did you, like, well, as kids, yeah, just who knows, man. I, I, I wish I'd give anything for a fucking candid camera fucking recounting of exactly how it all went down because it would be it would be riveting to watch i'm sure i remember I remember. <laughs> playing, uh, you remember playing this game at and inside of chad's house and in his room no i don't remember taking it over there but i know i remember being over there and playing you know what i remember playing over there and it's hilarious to me that i had this very specific memory and i can even tell you some more shit about like that day i but can picture one more game that i played there but please night rider nope we played Knight Rider there. That motherfucker had Knight Rider. We played the shit out of Knight Rider. And I remember his Kathy had ferrets. You remember that? Oh, vaguely, yes. That I remember the ferret what? I remember the fucking ferret cage in their kitchen. And oh, that all being on the same day. <laughs> ferrets in the eighties and nineties. What is going uh, on? Dude, parents in the eighties and nineties and then also like rural Ohio rural, and like yeah. low yeah. middle class. Like, oh my god. Yeah. What a fucking trip that was. Yep. Yeah, that house is wild. And, like, you know, who knows? I mean, the reason we'd have been over there, think about the possibility. I mean, we could have. That might have just been Deb going over there and hanging out and us. I think they were just hanging out, actually. Yeah, hanging out with Chad. But Um, it it was during the day. I'm thinking of of an instance during the day. So that, like I said, you know, I'm suggesting that that means it's a more, you know, chill. Uh, situation that it'll be daytime and not night where they're part- partying hard or something but that doesn't really have any bearing at all it doesn't matter <laughs> uh, a, a final point i'll make on this dragon warrior uh now your your completed party spoiler alert is that like i don't know the exact family tree that's going on here between you the prince of canuck and the princess they're of all cousins they're cousins yeah they're cousins right okay so just okay uh well here's the thing in you know that world in that time like Either me or the Prince of Canuck might be marrying the Princess of Moonbrook at some point in the future. <laughs> Possible. Like a Possible. Game of Thrones type of situation. Yeah. <laughs> Having said that, you can... the houses and the lands and unite them. And if you have to fuck your cousin to do that, you're going to have to do it. Now, having said that, <laughs> um, you can have a child with your cousin with the... How much power are you on? You gave us this exact, <laughs> yeah, you oh, gave us this exact spiel last episode. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're talking about dynastic families in a like, <laughs> feudal society, and that's actually a really important thing. And I'm trying to dispel a couple myths about these things. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, okay, you got anything? I'm done. <laughs> We're done. Next segment.
If you head north out of Hamlin, you will hit a bridge leading to a narrow sand path that snakes across the eastern continent. Or eastern coast of this continent, I should say. Hey, real quick, can I jump in? Did you guys know you can fuck your cousin and it's not a big deal? <laughs> you mentioned. Like, we, we, yeah, okay. we mentioned. Want to make sure I got that. I want to be really sure about it. <laughs> this will lead to a network of bridges that head inland to a tower encircled by a small mountain range. And I love, I love, love, love that. So right before you get to the tower there, right, right when you basically head inland... There's that there's you can go two ways. There's an uh, to the north. There's an all desert strip with a cluster of hills in the middle. And then there's a little just grassy plains to the south on the other side of a little bit of water. So I just I love the fucking I don't know. There's only so much appreciation you can have for like the <laughs> the countryside of this overworld map. But it's a very unique and cool looking little area where it's just all desert tiles with some hills in the middle. And it just looks really cool to me and looks like a very, very. You know, I don't know, Valley of Death. I don't want to go that direction under any circumstance. <laughs> yeah, it does have a Valley of Death vibe, doesn't it? Yeah. You're so yeah, I, some evil scorpions or something there, like. Yeah, some something fucked up that I don't want to deal with for sure. So yeah, I actually I'm not a masochist as much as I appreciate it. I always go through the cushy grasslands route just south there. <laughs> but every 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 time I go through, I stop for a second and just kind of take it in, you know, from across the water. <laughs> So, yeah, just to the west of that, the tower, or a tower is there, and it appears round from the outside, but inside it is a perfect 24 by 24 tile square on the first floor. And the enemies inside here, it's the same shit as outside on this continent on the first floor. There's zombies, smokes, megapedes, lizard flies, so on and so forth. And there are three stairways up on this floor and one chest with a piddly medical herb as far as POIs go. And I fortuitously had some vague recollection that I needed to keep to the edges of this tower to maintain the optimal route to the prize you're here for. And, you know, I think that muscle memory <laughs> jab is is rooted in the fear of taking an errant step and falling off the edge to what I always presumed would be insta-death, you know? Yeah. And I, so this, you know, having that recollection, I decided to run the experiment because I, I didn't think of it until after I'd already completed this sequence uh -huh. and I was just kind of dicking around. So I had to unequip the cloak so that was its own little experiment set. But yeah, I unequipped the cloak and I was leaping to my death off the fifth floor. And then I would like, you know, fourth floor, third floor, just like seeing, just seeing what would happen with each one of them, you know. Mm. In, in any case, without the, without the cloak, you would just, you just, you appear outside at the base of the tower. Yeah. So yeah, one that's... tile from the tower. Right. And they, yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, like I said, it was even kind of a thing to even know whether the, because the way the cloak is equipped is not the same, it's not a piece of equipment. It's an item. It's an so, item. So yeah. yeah, you can't go into your equip thing and deselect it or equip or or select it to equip it. You have to you go to your item thing, and once it's on someone, I gave it to PETA in this case, it says if you try to use it again to unequip it, you get a message that says something like, Remember that X has already donned the cloak of wind. So you can't voluntarily take it off. Mm -hmm. So I had to cook up the fucking scientific process of transferring it to someone. I traded it to someone. And when it went to the new person, it was no longer equipped. So that's yeah. how I was even able to run this experiment. But that was interesting to me that I had to go to those links just to figure this out. <laughs> Did you, uh, when you jumped without the cloak, you don't, I feel like I remembered taking damage. I don't, I didn't notice it. I don't think so. Okay. That's yeah. some, eh, what are they going to do? Kill you? Yeah, it's definitely you would. Yeah, you would. You would hope that they would, but they you know, they did not. Yeah, they probably just don't have like a. They probably didn't have like. I mean, well, I mean, 
take that however you go. Obviously, they don't. But they probably didn't have, like, a way to convey that you've... Like, when you die in combat, it's like you've been defeated. Right. But, like, if you just died from, like, a, an errant step, as you say, that you took, it's just like, what do we call that? Like, how do, you, you, how do you express that? Have we, have we tried, Jab? You're on Turbo anyways. Do it. Go out into the overworld and walk through Swamp till you, till you die and find out if it just... Does it, I, think, I feel like it might lock you at one. I think it locks you at one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really? honestly not even going to fuck with it. I'm 99% sure it just locks you at one. Yeah. Interesting. Would not have expected that. Yeah. Well, anyhow, you want to take the stairs in the northeast corner from this particular floor. And on the second floor, there is a guard in the northeast corner right when you come up from the stairwell that tells you, take care that thou strays not over the tower's edge, which is where my fear stemmed from, I'm sure. <laughs> and this highlights a very interesting architecture philosophy of Torland, where many of the towers have balconies without any safety measures in place whatsoever. And you can easily just walk right off to your doom, even if it's not intentional or errant, you know, and that's pretty interesting. And also, this guard has a really shit job. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one there, right? Right, exactly, right. Waiting around in this dangerous-ass tower amidst all these horrible creatures, too. On the offest of off chances, someone shows up. And Not just someone. The hero to save the world. Right. Well, you know, I think, no, I think the job is tell anyone. I'm sure. I guess they'll take anybody. Yeah, right, yeah. He'll, he'll give this message to anyone, and, and, you know, he doesn't know necessarily. You certainly don't introduce yourself, and it's in a time. It's not like, you know, they, he can't Google you, so <laughs> he doesn't necessarily know, you know. Uh, but either way, yeah, so he has to tell them. He's tell these adventurers this piece of bullshit, and, it, you know, it's obvious just corporate CYA safety advice. It's not, you know, this is not, of, of course you can fall off the edge. I don't need to know this. I can, I'm a fucking, I have eyes. <laughs> You know, so it's a job. It's a completely pointless job that is only there to cover the owner of the tower's ass. And I think he needs to have a little chat with his union rep. Is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, regulations are written in blood, and so you know, maybe after a while they'll get some fucking you know balcony fencing up there and something. This. Yeah, you can definitely automate the safety measure where you do not need to put a human in peril to conduct this particular job to cover your ass. You know, gotta cut costs though, man. Fucking yeah, the investors want returns. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, this guy that sounds like a cost. Yeah, to get to get that way. bad of a job, this is this is a guard intern job. This is not this is, this is not even a staff position. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely an intern. <laughs> Absolutely. A fuck. A Do guards have gu- interns? Yeah, a guard. Yeah, a guard <laughs> program, a college placement, a, or, or a, a guard academy. He's gone the academy. placement fucking. He's got to do That's six so months good. to a year in service before he joins the union. Yeah. Yep. And it's going to be a dog shit uh, job. And like can my, you fucking believe it? I got the tower of wind, the one I didn't want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But dude, my first fucking internship was at Merrill Lynch for free cold calling people, which is the worst job in finance. Cold calling people. And like Merrill Lynch, that was a, you were cold calling, like they had this phone list. And supposedly, however, whatever nefarious ways with which they obtained this, the phone list was a $250,000 annual income and up phone list. However, you know, wherever they get that from, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's, it's Merrill Lynch. Yeah, I'm sure it's Merrill Yeah, even back then. And yeah, calling people with like, they didn't, you know, they gave us some basic ass script to work from, but it wouldn't have ever worked. You had to add some personal. I was so bad at it. I hate 
you know, how even, could you be good at it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> some people were. Some people were very good at it. Uh, they probably ended up working at Merrill Lynch because they probably earned money for the, what was that guy's name? I can remember that guy's name, Ryan. Ryan Brown, I want to say his name was. Oh, Ryan God. Brown was the, dude. and he, you know, that dude was probably 25 that I was working under. <laughs> you you knocked on doors at Merrill Lynch. Are you cold call? I knocked on doors with Edward Jones. Like Did you? internship. Oh knocking. my gosh. Like throughout the neighborhood, knocking on doors. Hi, I'm with Edward Jones. I'm like, oh, like at least you had like, you could hang up the phone or get hung up on. I had to like face to face talk to oh, people. Oh, so bad. Dude, oh, I, I did. It wasn't an internship, but it might've been the first, like, it's when I was looking for a job. So I was, cause I remember I was living in Nolan Tangy Common. So this must've been, you know, I was probably still working at PF Chang's and I didn't have, well, I, I think I was working at PF Chang's still, even when I had, when I got that full-time in quotations, advisor job after this. But I did, I worked for this, I got this job, probably, I want to say, dude, that it was a fucking ad in the paper, which is crazy, that there was a newspaper where you went through and circled these things and called people. That's insane in and of itself. But it was a, <laughs> it was a door-to-door home security system. It, and it wasn't ADT. It was like a, it was like a ADT fucking competitor. This shitty first alert or some shit like that. I mean, there was the eagle on it. I remember on the fucking little, and they they had the same size as ADT, but it was like a shittier. Oh, so funny. But it was just it was basically just one dude at this industrial parkway, pretty near Old Tangy Commons, fortuitously at least. That wow. yeah, that had you just you know just a fucking shitty little office with a bunch of you know the basic ass bitch things that if he actually sold a security system he could give to the people and they could order more from whatever the fucking you know the parent company uh further fucking pieces to install to whatever cameras and shit or whatever the fuck they might have sold and dude yeah i remember you know i probably did it for a few weeks maybe maybe a month and yes going door to door that's how we that was the main source of new business was going door to door dude and you know that's that's probably better than trying to sell fucking investment advice door to door. It's probably a little easier uh, and a little less like get the fuck out of here kind of thing. Like there's a possibility, there's some possibility that you could be, especially because I would never do it alone. I never got to the point where I was going out alone. I was always with this dude. So like two guys showing up, one's at least a little older. There's a potential possibility that these two human beings are capable of delivering the thing that they're saying they're going to deliver. You were going out alone as a, as a college kid? No, no. Oh. I went with the, okay. the investment yeah. rep. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was their big selling point. It was like, all right, the other houses, like they make you, they just give you a phone book and tell you to call. Like we were personable. You get your set, set up your spot in your neighborhood and you go knock on doors. And that was their big selling point. But for me, I'm like, I don't know that I want to live in Worthington like right now and make that what I'm doing for the rest of my life because I don't want to start this all over again. You know what I mean? Like right. it's just not, yeah, not my cup of tea. Like I like oh, the, yeah. the idea of talking about investing, but like I don't want to just say here I'm going to be in Dublin or Worthington at like the age 22 and decide right. this well, is dude, sticking. That, yeah, you know? well, that was my yeah, that was yeah. I, I can you can spend hours on that. Yeah. But that was the whole, that was the whole reason I even once I got the full time advisor job at Waddell and Reed. The the major thing was like you're starting a business from scratch and they want you to do it with your family members and close, close friends, you know? Oh, so like the idea yeah. that you're telling these people like, okay, you know, you're selling the idea that you're going to be doing this for the rest of their life, <laughs> you know? So that's what's, that's its own one thing Two, They want you to sell products in house that are not necessarily the best products. You know, they're steering you to use these things as the investment financial uh, tools that are not necessarily the thing that even you as the advisor, let alone 
anyone else are going to view as the optimal thing to be selling you. And Edward Jones would have wanted you to do this too if you ever got to that stage for sure. They have their own fun oh, yeah, family. They- yeah, yeah. So, you know, they obviously make more money on the in-house fun family. So, yeah, there's a lot of grimy ass shit. Terrible, 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 horrible thing. Drag so, two. I'm an electrical <laughs> uh, intern and uh, I go to work and I just like play around like soldering shit and like in the machine shop with like drill presses and cnc machines and it's just way fucking better and i also get paid so yeah like that yeah. sounds fun yeah that's yeah, it. That, it's, it's great i love if it. they call that an internship they're lying to you jeff yeah, <laughs> yeah. like apprenticeship like yeah. you're just yeah, yeah. that's, a, that's a just that's called a job <laughs> I'm an electrical engineer but i I have to do it for school. So it's like a paid internship. Uh, and like my, my program coordinator kept saying that. He's like, it's their paid internships. And I was like, dude, I'm 36. It's a job. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I made a way better career choice. Uh, yeah, that's so good that those guys are fucking a guard yes. intern. That's so good. <laughs> okay. By that's floor three. Yeah, by <laughs> floor three, the enemies have upticked to ghost rats. That's a new. How do you feel about those? Jay, you were you were really flummoxed by the ghost mice. How do you feel about ghost rats? Uh, what in the world? Like at first I was kind of like, oh, ghost rats, and I was like, f these guys. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually they're not nothing. You know, they're they're certainly a huge step up from ghost mice. Well, I, but it, I would I would still only see one at a time. Like so, it was kind of no. Just like, they come in groups, dude. You can get those in groups. Those I come know in they groups. do, but like at first, it was like oh, okay. okay, like my first appearance, not too. It's it's funny to me that it's a complete. I mean, yes, yeah, because it's the rat family, not the and there is no mice family. That's why it's different, but the. You know, it's funny to me that, like, the ghost mice, the ghost my, mouse sprite is, like, yeah, it's, like, weird, dude. It's, like, it's got right, a harp. So, I, th- I think it's got yeah. a harp, right? Like, <laughs> like, what's it doing? It's in, like, a, it's got a shroud and, like, a harp. Like, and th- does it yeah, have a hat? The- I don't know. I gotta look yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, and these are just, you know, they're just, the like, just, like, the big rat. And even those are kind of funny because they're, like, in a little suit, but. <laughs> <laughs> so different. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, you have to, so yes, you have to keep to the outermost stairways up to floor five and then head back down via enclosed rooms. You can only access via stairwells from above to get back to the northwest room with the chest on the second floor. So that's kind of the trajectory. You have to go all the way up, then come back down. And the cloak of wind is in this chest, and I gave it to PETA to don. I like that they use that language. You know, you don't put it on, you don it. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. Uh, I didn't remember this path, but I did remember this path. And I went straight through it the first time without a single misstep. It was weird. Like, if you'd asked me before I walked in here, which way do I go? I'd have had zero input for you. <laughs> but once you got in there, it just all clicked yep. right back into place. Muscle memory, wow. as they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are three more floors of dumbass runaround above the fifth. And it even leads to an empty chest in an otherwise empty room on the eighth floor. But it's all just an attrition diversion from that descent to the cloak. So, yeah, I mean, my yeah. Jay, did you check that out? <laughs> yeah, I did. Cause, just because I, I kind of after I got it, I was like, well, what should I do? I guess I'll go kind of go oh, so, you, so you got the cloak first and then still went up to the eighth? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Because, okay. I mean, okay. I got the cloak and I was like, all right, I figured this is the end, but. You just never know what else. Like, I don't know what else is in this castle, you know, right. or in this tower. Did you, were you able to, like, okay, so you did that, but even once you did that and kind of decided, like, okay, I don't need, did you go all the way back out through the ground floor or did you jump out? I definitely jumped out. I definitely okay. jumped out. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, hey, they're talking about, like, I can't fall. Like, what, you know, that's the whole point, right? Or you okay. can't die when taking damage. Right, right, right. Okay, yep. That's, I, that's not necessarily... Even I, I don't think I, initially, I don't think I thought to do it. And, like, 
Because you have to go, so you get the you get down the second floor and you're in that enclosed room, so you can't just fucking walk out there. Yeah. You have to go all the way back up to the fifth, and then if you were to want to go out the actual exit, you have to go all again all the way back down the way you came up originally. And yeah, that's a lot of runaround. So obviously, it's easier to just jump the fuck out. So yeah, I think I might have <laughs> fucking went down a little bit. I was like, oh, that's right, I can just jump off. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. I remember See, doing this as uh, children, like navigating this, and you know, like these the, those controllers aren't. You know, the, the RPGs famously aren't, like, super responsive to right. controller commands. So, like, I remember a couple times, like, us falling out of the thing, like, while trying to get the Cloak of Wind. Because, sure. like, you just, A, you're a stupid kid. Yeah. And, B, they're, they're, it's not terribly responsive to controls. So, if well, you're trying to click by, like, one tile at a time, it's actually a little tricky. Yeah, you, I mean, you call it responsive. Like, I... It's actually a a tool I use when I'm doing the mapping... Because when you hit, so you stop for a minute. We've never even said that. So when you stop for a second in this game, whether you're on the overworld map or in a dungeon or a town or whatever, that menu comes up with your mm -hmm. HP and level and what have you for your party. And the first thing you hit doesn't is not input. It just gets rid of that. Yep. So like if you if I'm mapping and you know I take a couple steps I need to do some fucking drawing and then uh, which I do have a map for this by the way that'll be on the in the show notes and <laughs> in our cache on the Google Drive but yeah so when you you take a few steps and then like okay that menu comes back up because I take a minute while I'm doing that like I need to if I want to just go one step I need to hit the button twice and like I can tell myself that I can know that I can be sitting doing that for an hour. And sometimes when I go back to move again, I still don't remember. <laughs> you know, so like that's just like it's compounded by what you just said, the stupidity, the inaccuracy of just a child's existence. But also, that dumb thing is in there to fuck you up too. <laughs> so yeah, it makes it even more complicated to just, you know, fucking be precision whatever, anything, you know. Uh, so yeah, so when you jump out, if you have the cloak on, you're going to not be at the base of the tower. <laughs> and I, I again, I went back in and did some experimentation just to kind of make sure uh, this was not just a standard thing or how it exactly worked. And I think the higher of a floor you drop out of, the further from the tower you land. And I think it might be a one-to-one -one ratio, like floor-to-tower ratio. So, like, if you jump out the fifth floor, you are five tiles from the the tower, you know? And, really? Yeah, that's not to go unnoticed because that is a problem-solving tool for later, you know? So mm -hmm. that's They give you cool. that little hint right there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that's it's like this cool. is necessarily different. It's not just that you... I mean, I, I, we don't even know if you take... Evidently, you don't take damage. So like that's how it gives you the impression that you have actually changed the uh, mechanics of the game. Bestiary Annals, Jay, tell us about your one annal entry. My beast is the lizard fly, also later known as the dragon fry, apparently. Weird. This little green floppy sprite. Um, <laughs> I, I picked this one because it appeared to show up in many battles, like often. And... Yeah, not not particularly tough, but it would appear often enough, and I would feel the need to take it out quickly. Oh, shit. 
early when you first meet them, they're a motherfucker because they they're kind of a pain in the ass. And they also here's a real fucked up thing about them: you can't mute their fireball spell. You can. No, you can't. Not with. I no. got it to work. No, it does not work. Uh, I, there was. T- I vividly remember. I, it happened last night. There was two of them, and I cast the spell, and it worked for one, and did not work for the other. Really? Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> in science over here, so I'll never say ninety-nine or a hundred percent, but I'm pretty fucking sure. I never got to work on any of them. I presumed. It, I presumed it was based in the idea that it was not a spell. Obviously, it's a fucking lizard. <laughs> I mean, I guess that doesn't matter in, in this world. But yeah, it, I I viewed it as it was. A, I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah, <laughs> I, I viewed it as a like a uh, breath, right? Uh, yeah, a skill. breath attack. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Some kind of skill that was not spell based. So I assume that you did. I'm pretty it. sure it worked. I'll confirm that, and I probably won't make a note about. It. We'll probably never talk about it again. So that's the end of that. Right. <laughs> Anyways, sorry for interrupting. And either me. either way, it uh. Because it's a flying enemy, I always want to take it out first. Because to your point, like when you first encounter, it's like, oh, I, I don't know what it's going to hit me with. And I think it did hit me with something that kind of made me like hone in on it just to make sure it was never, never an issue after that. Uh, but it has 16 HP, um, infinite magical points, apparently, which I've never seen before. <laughs> but so take it out before it could just keep casting shit on you. <laughs> 20 attack, 20, 10 defense, 16 agility. Uh, when you defeat it, you get 25 XP and 12 gold. That's not a not a bad XP number either. That's a, that's a good thing about them as well. Yeah, yeah. getting a, getting a decent amount of those, you can actually do all right for yourself. Yeah. Word. Jab, what do you got for us? I like the color scheme more, and it's a really good sprite that gets introduced very early on. So uh, mine is the... And I you guys encounter these, right? Uh, Megapede. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're in the tower. They're actually in the countryside too. They're near the, the t- yeah. near the tower, a little like southern, a little more southern. They're they're on the countryside too. They're not near Hamlet though. No, no. Yeah, oh, you got to go yeah. south. You got to get across a couple bridges for that, I think. Yeah. But um they're pain. Yeah. Uh they were fun. I uh I can't find their uh shit online cuz I'm unprepared. It's mm, not impressive. I mean <laughs> I'm not super worried about it. Well, Jay, feel free to do Jab's job since he's so Yeah, bad please, at it. Jay, go for it. Sure. So this, with its colorful sprite, has 20 HP, no magical points, so it's just whacking you with 39 attack each time, uh, 110 defense, 13 agility, you get 30 XP and 25 gold for beating it, so... Stiffer challenge, stiffer, better rewards. It's just a good sprite. Like I, you know, it, it's not like you're excited to see him because you get a lot of like experience or anything. It just says that's a good sprite. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, we talked about that the last episode, the centipods, how much of a fuck those are, and these. <laughs> it's not. It's it's not as much of a math wrecker. You're a little, just you know, and it, yeah. they're harder, and maybe even proportionally harder, but because you're attack variance possibilities are have expanded exponentially by adding new characters it's mm. a, it's a different kind of problem you know mm. um well, you know, a lizard fly will actually fuck your math up if well you because adding the you know we'll talk about it when we get to the grind here but you know that inferno like having multi damage potential multi AOE. enemy AOE yeah that's a better way to put it uh <laughs> having having AOE is is changes the way you know, 
how impactful encountering anything is. It just completely changes everything. So, you know, you're just more equipped to, to be able to dedicate. Because the thing is, in those previous fights, you have to dedicate Todd to those exclusively or you're never going to kill it. <laughs> and and the the prince of Canock, the POC, cannot fucking... He's on mop-up he's, duty, essentially. Yeah, he, he's useless. Yeah, he, He's not going to do damage unless you use those spell points. So, yeah, it's just it's just a different fucking problem set. Anyways, mine is smoke because you don't want this smoke. And actually, you do. These guys are chumps at this stage of yes. the game. And <laughs> yeah, particularly when alone, they're easily dispatched. But they're more of a support character. And that is because they have a spell that can silence your spellcasters. And it's listed as fizzle in the wiki. But I'm thinking it's called something else in the game text. I can't recall what it is. I don't remember ever seeing the word fizzle. <laughs> I don't remember either. At, at any point. But yeah, they can silence your spellcasters, which of course can completely wreck that entire thing I was just describing <laughs> a moment before I started this. So yeah, I mean, it can really fuck you up if it's with other shit. But around this time, you're seeing them alone and they don't have anything. Um really all that dangerous for you in that context you'll find these in the countryside around hamlin moonbrook the tower as well as inside of the tower and probably many other places too i expect but i the the chief reason i chose them is the sprite is fucking awesome it's a gray cloud of smoke with a wicked red jack-o'-lantern face in the middle and it just it looks really really good in my opinion um you know what i like about the uh, about their setup as far as role play goes is like it doesn't even have to be like necessarily like an entity you know, it could just be like there's smoke in the air and your spellcasters can't breathe properly to cast right. a spell. Correct. Just an environmental hazard. Yep. Yeah. And Much like this game, I've noticed this game's actually done that a few times with their enemies. The We talked about that with the babbles. Yeah, with the babbles, we, dis- yep. we, we discussed that. That's exactly. Kind of it's just perception. muck on the ground that you've got to navigate <laughs> through and then, like, oh, I got a fucking cut on my foot. Now I'm poisoned. Yep, and and it could just be when you take that further, these things. Uh, well, they would have to be if if you're saying they're not an entity, then they clearly are not sentient. Then these are things that these particular enemies have learned to somehow hone, you know, and yeah. and and bring into battle with them, and that is also pretty fun, you know. Or maybe they only choose to fight in places that have that, correct? Because they, it's advantageous, right? Correct. By the numbers, smokes have 15 HP, 14 attack power, 40 defense, which is pretty high defense, and 15 agility, 11 XP, 40 gold. So, yeah, you're not getting much out of them, so that's, that's commensurate <laughs> with the, the uh, level of threat they post. Yeah, high and defense because there's nothing to hit. Right. Precisely. Precisely. Now, into Tales of the Grind, and uh, I guess just for table setting, I'll kick it off. I decked out Talent in all new gear before heading out of Leftwind with him, and this the optimal thing with him there is the chain sickle, the chain mail, and a leather shield. I presume you guys did the same thing in that case, yeah? Samesies. Yeah, 100%. I was in the position to, like, every time there was new armor and stuff, I'm getting it immediately. <laughs> And the, the kind of the bummer is for the Prince of Canuck, it's a little like he's almost maxed out. Yeah, yeah at least it's for limited, a while. man. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, honestly, that's applicable to both of them. If you think about it, we'll talk about the princess in a moment, but it's even, it's actually even more stark in her case. Yeah, it is, in fact. Yeah. So doing this process, you know, upgrading this whole fucking weapon and armor set, I, I realized that the, I don't think we've talked about it yet, the selling things yields you 75% of the purchase cost in this, which is a pretty good depreciation economy, if you ask me. Mm. And better, I believe it's 50 in the first one. Is it yeah. not? Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely felt like I'm getting more 
I don't, I don't know if I noticed a percentage, but I was like, I feel like I'm getting more each sale. I, I like this. I, so, I, yeah. I don't really think twice about selling things now. When it's, when it's this is a good infographic, too. Yeah, because it's, it's, it was 80% in Ultima, if you recall. I don't oh, recall. No. What, what is it in Final <laughs> Fantasy, Jeb? What is it in Final Fantasy? Oh, I don't know God. offhand. I can't believe we don't know that. Rapier costs 10. I want to say 50. Yeah, I want to say 50, too. Yep. 50 sounds right. Yep. So, yeah, 50 in the first two. Maybe, yeah. I love the idea. Well, no, because well, yeah, Ultima's three. So yeah, I love the idea that uh, you know each. So you know the first first installment of a game, fifty percent. Second installment, seventy five percent. Third installment, eighty <laughs> percent. You know, I love I love that uh, uniform economy fucking standardization. This is for yeah, Ultima was a third one, and that was 80%, if you recall. Well, they got to do something to keep you playing that fucking game. <laughs> right? One of the, or not one of the, the, no question, the coolest part about acquiring helpers <laughs> in this game is that that brings spellcasting into your repertoire, because you will never have that with the Prince of Maidenhall, unfortunately. I don't think so, right? You never get, no, nope. never. No. He's a tank. Yeah, he's a tank. Right. So, anyways, Talent is rocking the heal spell right from the jump, and that is a really nice come up for this band of adventurers, having to you not uh, be less dependent on the fucking herb situation, uh, which is a huge pain in the ass and run around. So, the heal spell, each time we get through one of the new spells here, we'll talk about the spell specifically. And in this case, the manual description for the heal spell says it affects one one ally, and when you or your allies are wounded during a fight, the spell may be chanted to restore some of your hit points. And that's pretty straightforward. I noticed him, or, or, or got him to level 3 before even making it to the monolith, and that is when he gets fireball. Uh, as well. And Fireball is described as one enemy. A small fireball shoots forth from the fingertips of the one who chants the spell, causing damage to your enemies. Many enemies can also use this spell against you. And this makes him at least capable of being an offensive presence in battle, as his melee attack is utterly useless when you first <laughs> when you first acquire him. And I'm still hesitant to do so, though, as the MP is much better spent on the heal spell at this time, yes, in my opinion. And like, keeping it for antidote. Yep. Well, yeah, that brings us, you don't have antidote from the jump. You get antidote at level six, and that is described as one ally. And some enemies have poisonous fangs or breath. Once you have been poisoned, your HP will decrease with each step. This spell will draw the poison from your wounds. And when you actually use the spell, or use the antidote, or I believe the copy you get is the poison was drawn out of X's wound. And I just, I really like this. <laughs> I like that. You know, drawn out as opposed to, you know, poison is gone. <laughs> is, is good descriptive language, I think. Uh, survival tip uh, in real life. You're not supposed to do that. Like if somebody gets bit by a snake, you don't suck the poison. Suck out. Yeah, Jesus Christ, yeah. You'll just envenomate yourself and then you're both fucked. Yep. Also gross. Also <laughs> <laughs> super gross. Yeah. So, yeah, so the best part, of, you mentioned it already too, with the, the kind of the pairing of this with the heel. But, the, yeah, you can... By getting, like, basically what it allows you to do, because I was carrying, this is a good question, I guess. What was your inventory situation like with those herbs? Like, how much of a safety buffer did you keep on hand normally prior to getting arcane-based healing technology? Jay? None. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry I definitely kept a few on me for sure. Like, I, I would, I would take a couple antidotes and a cut and a few herbs, like as much as I could really carry. Because I, I was remembering the whole, like you guys saying like, Oh, I carry 99. Yeah, with me not fancy, yeah. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like just 
because that's in my mind, I would get to certain places where I'd be grinding or trying to get places and realize if I just had a few more herbs, I'd be okay. So I always just tried to make sure I had a few, whatever I could fill in my inventory based on what I had of, of herbs and like two antidotes just in case. I would keep, yeah, I would keep my POC, uh, the the canic, canic prints stock with two of each. So basically his whole inventory. Uh, yeah. would would be would be stacked with those. But yeah, so and now the thing sl- about it is you could just like you know, a those those herbs actually have uh, some good healing properties. Like better they'll than drop like spell. forty on you. Yeah, better than um, heal spell for sure. Yeah. And if you need to, you can just drop them. So I mean, you're, you're like if I found them in the wild from a chest or something, like I would try to use those to preserve the MP. But like yeah. I'm leveling up like right outside towns essentially. Like there's no need for me to out of sit the fucking hotel. Yeah. Well, I would. Yeah, I mean, I would keep them even outside of leveling up. Just on the questing, you know, I would have them. That's honestly, I would probably never use them because I'm so conservative with the math. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Not that it matters. Like I've right. got so much gold already. Yeah, it's always cheaper to go to the inn mm-hmm. in the northern continent, anyways, than to use, and certainly less of a pain in the ass too. Uh, yeah, it's, again, it's, it's sometimes it's just more about fucking quality of life <laughs> than the math. But yeah, so now you can hold all those lottery tickets. Because if, if you only oh keep, gosh. yeah, that's I, actually I, what I kept my slots open for is just like lottery tickets. I gotta fucking gotta play. Yeah, uh, I lost my ass last night. I was texting you guys. Everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I've had enough of the lottery tickets. That's how the game is designed. Oh, you know, I actually real quick. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I might, I'll just throw it in here. I guess I, I don't know where else to put it. I was playing the lottery last night and I got two hearts on my first two rolls, and I was like, cool. I'm gonna fence test this. So I saved state and then I reloaded, did it again. It was different, and then I loaded again, did it, and I got the heart. So okay. it is different from each time. So, so it randomizes from each. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But uh, whatever it was, I didn't keep the prize because I'm not a fucking cheater. Well, with hearts, it was it's the herb. Was it not, Jay? We, that's what we got our first thing. I think, yeah. I think it's herbs. Medical herbs, specifically. I got three hearts and one a medical herb. Yep. Yep. So my POC died for the first time out here uh when i was grinding after the um i think outside hamlin is where that was but so yeah i had to so he dies and i have to piss 120 gold at the wall to revive him and just as far as like the process of doing it, you go to the house of healing choose revival and then the the guy says the 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 rabbi says this is a very delicate operation it may take a while And then later, when I needed to revive this prick again, he died again. The cost went up to two hundred. Yeah. Oh, same what the fuck? I was like, why is it like two hundred gold now? I was like, wait right. a minute. Do I want yeah. to res you? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Right, right. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's my question. Is it? My best guess is it scales with levels. That I would I hope, or it, it's not a finite number, is it? <laughs> I don't. I don't know because when I after that happened. I don't think I went back to a previous stage. I just, I just, I just kept playing and whatever. And like, eventually, a death happened again, but it, it was back lower again. So I don't know. Really, you saw it go down. Yeah. yeah so I don't. Maybe, maybe a different person died. Maybe Peta died this Might time. Peta. Okay. Yeah. But it definitely went down, and I remember thinking, okay, I'm. It's not escalating. That's good. So okay. I'm gonna in the background here. I'm gonna try and get somebody killed and see if I can get oh, big rats. Aren't gonna kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I would really like to know what exactly the how that works. I, it's got to be with level. There's certainly it. It can't possibly be finite deaths. That's impossible. So it's got to. It can't be the number of deaths. It's got to be just level. You know, yeah. yeah.
I mean, that would be a cool feature for them sense. to do, actually, to, like... Oh, lizard flies will definitely kill people. Yeah. It would be a cool feature to do to, like, you know, keep track of the deaths, and each time, like, it gets more punitive to revive. That would actually give a good incentive to not... Get killed? Get killed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean the 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 cost going up definitely made me not want to get killed ever again after that. It's going to be next time. All right, yeah. 500 gold. Yeah. So, moving down to Hamlin and doing some grinding around there, uh, or just showing up in Hamlin for the first time even. The, you know, you ha- you have the decision to make. We've talked about it last time whether to because there's a number of things that can be purchased in Hamlin to upgrade your quality of life with both these two characters that you that we have uh, when we first get there. And there's the Iron Spear, which the POC can use, and then the broadsword, the plate armor, and the steel shield, all of which the tank can use. And so you have to decide which one you're going to do. I went actually kind of contrary to what I usually do, the iron spear first for the POC because... You're trying to get something out of him. Right. He was out here doing one damage on Cinepods level 7, and that makes him nearly useless in this grind zone. So, <laughs> you know, where Todd could crack most things as melons open with one hit. With a sickle, so it just made more sense to make my flowchart easier on this, you know, up front to to upgrade him before I started doing anything with Todd, uh, offensive or defensive, you know. So I actually regretted. So you know, when I first came out of uh, what is it, left wind, when when you first get the POC, you can buy him that sickle, and that's five fifty, I think. 500 something 530 or some shit like that and then you you know you go straight and all you're doing that's the last thing you're doing there is equipping him and then you go south to hamlin and then you get to hamlin and the fucking spear's there and obviously it's dumb you can make he, he can do one damage in both those places <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to get me to, to, to get me to hamlin and and fucking you know just spend the money on the spear and not waste the money on the fucking sickle so i i regretted having done that yeah he should have got the hand me down sickle Right. Well, I guess I should say he can do one damage with both the club, which is what he starts with, and the sickle. Either one of them are doing one damage. So, so you know, the spear helps a little bit. Uh, it is a change with that. But, yeah, those first two things, like, there's just no point in making the upgrade there. So I regretted that. Okay, so Elisa is dead. I'm reviving her. It's 80 bucks. Okay. And what level, what level is she? Here's the thing, though. You have to change. You have to grind the level, oh, too, which probably, yeah. probably doesn't take that long. I well, guess, I, I, case, I can control for uh, to see if it's a frequency of death thing. She's at level four right now. Okay. Word. Well, when you bump the POC to level eight, he gets stop spell. And this is described as affecting one group of enemies, your first AOE spell. When this is chanted, it can block the spells of enemies. Some of your enemies can also use this spell. When you select the spell, you must choose which group of enemies it should be used against. So they're like, you know, like, okay, new mechanic. <laughs> Fucking open your eyes, pay attention. And yeah, I could not wait to unleash this on those. In, in this area, you're getting a lot of, when, when grinding, you're getting a lot of the four magician parties. Yeah. You know, and, and the fireball thing can really fuck you. That can stack big time. Yep, yep. Even though it, it's funny, like it's funny when you get this spell is about when they're kind of starting to run a little bit, unfortunately. So like when you when you finally have the capability to mute them all and just fucking stomp them, they start running. That's that is a little fucked. <laughs> okay, but, so Elisa's dead again. Revival eighty bucks. Okay, so, so it doesn't yeah, so it doesn't stack with occurrences. So yeah, got to be must, a level. Yeah, it's must. If be it's level. not occurrence, then it has to be level. Yeah, which is good. I mean, yeah, fucking makes sense. It actually pushes you out for your grinding. Yeah, you know, because yeah. like if you're if you're dead, 
And you guys can do the math. What the fuck am I explaining yeah. this for? <laughs> yeah. So I had enough gold out of the charred husks of Cinepod hides to get Todd decked out in all the hot shit, broadsword, full plate, steel shield, at the level ratio of 12 over 9. And I thought of that while doing my notes. How is that for a conversational way of explaining the party's level situation here on this side quest moving forward? Just like a ratio. So 12 over 9 over even when you add the princess, 12 over 9 over 1 or whatever. I think that's... A sensible wait, way of wait, doing it. What now? What are you saying? I'm asking. Oh, since, I see what you're getting at. So, like, so we're going to be talking. You know, obviously their levels are always going to be different because you get them right. in a staggered fashion. So we're talking about a different level uh, situation in all cases for three different characters and a simplified conversational way of talking about this. So we all understand what we're saying to each other, and we don't need to stop and say, "Okay, Prince of Mindhall is level twelve. Uh, Prince I of Canada just doing it. Call it a level like three seven that five. Right. Five, four, three, or whatever. Precisely, yeah. Calling it gotcha. a level ratio, and yeah, just doing the numbers. X over X over X. All in favor, motion passes. On to new business. <laughs> Anyhow, when I cop some fairy water, exclamation, 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 and set out to the southwest in search of this moonbrook the guard and Hamlin told of, uh, I used fairy water. And it says, this was actually some dialogue stuff I thought pretty pretty fun to specify or or talk about since we haven't but it says it says todd sprinkled the fairy water from head to toe so so two things about that one he sprinkles it from head to toe that's just fun but also fuck talent i guess <laughs> yeah, he just sprinkles it on himself like, i'm safe You're, yeah You're good luck good there. luck bro <laughs> well he's putting on some off and like yeah i used to go fishing and shit at ponds and like it's just mosquito central and i never really like even as a kid i was like i have to spray chemicals that life doesn't like on my body yeah, not into it, sure. Yeah. So maybe he's trying to look out for his cousin. So that's what it says when you use it, and then when you when it runs out of effectiveness, the copy you get is the fairy water evaporated and lost its power. So like the idea I mean, I guess, you know, different uh, you know when something changes from liquid to a gas is really what we're discussing here. <laughs> and yes, different substances Different chemicals have different evaporation points, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, it's not necessarily just like what water would be. But, like, the idea that this stays wet on you or coating you for the duration that it does in the game is kind of funny to me. <laughs> like, evaporated is funny terminology to choose for that, I think. Yeah, they're, uh, what's that fucking term in chemistry? I'm embarrassed I don't know it right now. Either I mean, way. The point of evaporation, is it not? I mean, it's... it's... No, uh, that would be, yeah... But there, there's uh, the the idea of a physical state change is called something. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's fun that they put in there. I also, yeah, this is a good spot to talk about it. I don't know how you guys feel, but in my experience so far, the encounters in this game are ticked up big time. Yes. Like, I get into a lot of fucking encounters in this game. Yep. It's a lot. I agree. And that is... Conversely, my point with even bringing this up is, is I didn't get in a single encounter on the way to Moonbrook after using with the this fairy water. Yes, and it's actually practical now. Yes, oh. you turned me into a believer, Jay. Just, just tell me what to do next. <laughs> I, just tell me what to do next. I am your disciple. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, I would stock up on as much of this as I could fucking carry for the journey to the tower. And I am of the mind it even worked inside of there. And I am Which fairly sure. Yes, I am fairly sure it did not work in Dungeons and Dragon Warrior One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I would agree with that. Yes, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, it's it was it's wildly beneficial. <laughs> Even when you know our whole argument was that like you know if you if it works on it we can kill the thing. 
not true. Like it, you know, it, it completely eliminated the danger <laughs> for the most part. I mean, I did still get in battles. It doesn't completely nerf the random encounter thing, but it significantly decreases it. No question. Again, even in dungeons, even a dungeon that you're, you know, that's like you're at the level you're supposed to be at to trying to conquer it. Or, you know, I'm maybe a little over leveled because I'm a fucking freak. But even with that taken into consideration, like it's it's. No question of visible effect. So that's pretty wild. Typically, (laughs) typically these sorts of repulsive math changes in these games only work against weaker weaker enemies. You know, if you're saying that they're working against... Because I actually haven't tried against stronger enemies. I've been trying to level up. Yeah, if it's working against stronger enemies, that's that's crazy. And working inside, again, like typically that's a mechanic that does not exist in these games. Yep. And I guess, you know, maybe... A little more experimentation is required to fully form a fucking, you know. Uh, to have You're not going to tri- publish this in a scientific journal yet, but right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you because that maybe the towers because they're above ground. Maybe it's different. Maybe it's different when you're down in a dungeon. See, even that, dungeon. I'd be surprised if they made that distinction. Me too. Me too. Yeah, me too. But, but it is not. possible. Yep. So talent hitting level ten yields him the return spell. The return is described as affecting all allies, and by chanting the spell, you and your allies will instantly be transported back to the place where you last saved your game. This spell can get you out of a tight spot, and I love that wording. This spell cannot be used during the fighting mode. And despite Don't this... Don't love m- that wording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, less excited about that. Despite the massive quality of life come up, I still keep a wing on hand in my adventure starter pack because you usually only need to hit the eject button which is when you would use the spell, at the very end of your rope. A time when this dude very well may have insufficient MP to pull the spell off. So, or could be dead. Or could be dead. <laughs> which are, yeah. are, synony- are synonymous, but it's okay to specify. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I also keep a wing of wyvern in, yeah. my, uh, in my pocket. And I keep, I keep forgetting to double check. It, the wing wyvern in this game, which is also different than the first and worth mentioning, can bo- will both... It has two functions. If you use it in a dungeon, it will take you out. Of, yeah, we talked about it for the lake cave. Yeah, if you use it in the dungeon, it will take you outside. And if you use it on the overworld map, it takes you back to where you last saved. So it I has... you saying that, actually. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it does both. I keep forgetting to double confirm. But I'm pretty sure we... T- I, I think, Jay, you said you did that, didn't you? Yeah, I definitely did. And okay, because yeah. I, I've experienced each of these. Like, when I... Like, because obviously I've been able to level up past here. So when I... I was in, I can't remember if it was the tower, maybe I was in the tower and I was running low one of my tower trips because I, I I took three trips there, three attempts to kind of get through that. And so one of my trips there trying to get out, I tried to use the, the return. Yeah. I tried to use oh, the return. Oh, thinking it, it was synonymous with the wing wyvern. And that's and funny. It, yeah. it, it did not, it did not it take me anywhere. Shit. It just used my MP. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, then I, had the to, MP. so ah, then I had to yes. use outside <laughs> to actually get outside. That's great. And that's all I had left. And then I had to fight my way back and like died on the way. So I was like, oh my gosh, if I'd known. That's yeah, great. Some, you guys are like in the fucking, in the dungeon and like Prince of Canuck starts talking and the Prince of Mightenhall looks over and he's like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just cast that spell here, you yeah. fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, no, 
the Prince of Maidenhall is way too dumb and uh, yeah, he's clueless. Yeah, it it all it all sounds like mumbo jumbo to him. Shut up! Get on with your mumbo jumbo and get us out of here, dude. (laughs) Peter might be saying that since she's got some magical ability. She's probably like, "Uh, you you might want to. Yeah, you're fucked that up. (laughs) He definitely (laughs) fucked that up. I won't tell on you, but that was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So really, it 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 is smart. My philosophy that I just described of, of why I keep one on hand, it confirming that kind of makes it dumb to only keep one on hand. What you really should be doing is keeping two because two you, hand. yeah, you're only, I mean, I guess you could say only getting out of wherever you're at is still a huge help. <laughs> if, you're that, if you're that hard up, then you probably need to go home. Right. Exactly. But that's what I mean. As long as you, once you have him and he's level 12, right. you know, then you, as long as you have twelve MP left, then you're good. You can. So that's you know, great. That's out. great that you know. You know, and I'm not putting I that, that mental math. I'm not putting that here, and that's actually something that should be added: is how many spell points it uses. That's a good point that I'm not adding that here. So that, that's all, that's great to me. That really makes me happy that you know that right from the top of your head. The, the combined cost of, of both. That's great. In, in, in my math in the battles, it's like, all right, we know Mind Hall. You're a fighter. We know Peta. She is all like, I'm using her for AOE damage and things like that. And, you know, Numo, my, my other prince, he, he's more like the buff guy. He can do damage, like if I need him to, but if there's groups of magical people, he's like debuffing, stop spelling. I need him to get us the hell out of here. Like that's his whole central role. Yeah. Agreed. So I am in the, uh, channel tunnel, uh, between the two continents here Uh and I've got a wing of wyvern. Uh, I'm going to use it. Nothing happened. No shit. Brutal, yeah. Whatever that means. See? I'm. I could have the same thing. You gotta like. Well, maybe you know what. Here's the thing. That's a dumb one to try because that's a bullshit thing. It's that the m- nearest one I had. I can go to Moonbrook Castle real quick. Off. The go to the thing. go. Go to the go to the no. Well, you could try the castle too. Is also fun. But go to the lake cave or the spring of bravery. Go to an actual dungeon. Jesus fucking Christ! That's a million. <laughs> hey, what you're fucking? You don't do the rest of the job. Do some part of. Just do something helpful. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how often I hear that. <laughs> so yeah, Jay, you already mentioned it, but at level twelve, the POC gets the outside spell, and outside is described as again affecting all allies. Of course, in caves and towers, you will encounter powerful enemies. If you become lost here, or if you become too weak to make it to the outside, this spell may be chanted to transport you and your allies to the ground. This spell cannot be used during the fighting mode uh, either. It's not there, but either. And so that's all the spells I got for the POC based on where I landed leveling-wise. Did you guys... You guys didn't have any more, did you? Nope. Got the same. Okay. I got to... Yeah, I was 15, 13, 7. Around grabbing the cloak wind. Perfect. So PETA also has spellcasting ability, the princess, uh, the POM. Kicks she so she kicks the door in with heal more right from the jump at level one. So she's Which is fucking, great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's yes. showing Yeah, and it's yeah, it's like you know, within this game, it is what it is, and there's you know, there's in, there's spells that go beyond that capability, and that's why this one is here with her at the beginning, is because it's not the most uh, about about it healing spell but in the vernacular of dragon warrior as you understand it coming into this game the idea of having yes heal more which is like heal more and hurt more the last two spells you get in the first one and heal more is a big come up (laughs) so like the idea that she walks in the door with it feels really really fucking like whoa (laughs) canic doesn't get it until he's 14 level 14 you know what i mean she gets it right off the bat so it's like all right bro you take a while just to get like you need to get your game up your cousin she's ahead of you a little bit yeah 
So yes, the heal more is it's still only one ally. It's not a, it's not a group healing spell, but it it's it reads as more powerful than heal. This spell will restore a greater amount of HP. It can be used in either the walkabout or fighting mode. I like that they call it walkabout mode. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't actually have the the numbers fed to us here, but the way I think of the disparity between the heal and the heal more spell is at this part of the game. I mean, of course, I use the heal spell when Talent or Peta are getting to the danger zone, and I use heal more when Todd is getting to the danger zone. <laughs> so that's that's how you can think of the math, the, the difference. Yeah, I uh, used the Wing of Wyvern in the uh, Moonbrook Castle, and it took me back to Hamlin. All the, so any yes, oh. yeah so we got a lot of variants here dude yeah we got a lot so that's, I didn't say the experiment was done I said what it did yeah that's crazy wow. that it, it thinks of that as just part of the overworld map then for those purposes you know which and, it's and you know you're above ground it should I can't believe it differentiates them but you're above yeah, ground I'm kind of surprised because yeah one's above and one's not so I'm gonna yeah. return back to apparently oh fuck that was stupid all right well, I'll keep running. Word. And she gets sleep at level two, and sleep is ascribed as affecting one group of enemies, so it's AoE. And it is said that in the old days, wizards coming down from the mountains used this spell to cure injuries or diseases of the townspeople. This spell can temporarily paralyze enemies, sending them into a deep state of sleep. And two things. One, that description is crazy to me. <laughs> a lot of world building for just a little spell. Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, it's not... I love the idea... Because what that does, in my mind, is it equates science and magic in, in a much closer aligned way in that it's not, you know, uh, it, it th- these spells don't come out of the box ready for distribution. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's some R&D going on in the lab where they're, they don't, you know, they find this thing just like in science. Like, oh, we find this, this certain compound affects this certain metal in a certain way. Now we, we think our, the best possible application of that is this. And then it's like silly string. Silly string was found by way of they, I can't remember what the fuck it was, but it had nothing to do with shooting shit at people at parties, you know, (laughs) (laughs) not what they set out. Right. So, you know, they, they, that was found for a completely different purpose. And then someone had the thought just fucking around with it. Like, Oh, I can use it for this. Yeah. They probably sprayed somebody in the lab and they were like, wait a minute. Yeah, that was ex- fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think that we was have hilarious. Found, Let's we do have, that again. <laughs> yeah, we have Fuck found, science. This is we have, we can sell. We this. have found fun. What is the numeral <laughs> numerical equivalent of this fun finding that we have here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's great. But yeah. So yeah, the, the idea that, that this came out of the box, they were using it for something else, and like, oh wait, fuck. You know, and how do they find that? You can go into a whole tangent of how you might find that. You know, they're trying to cure injury or disease in a battle state, and they find out, like, as they're doing that, that it fucking, this thing over here just falls over. <laughs> no, they're like, oh, wait a minute. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking great. That's really, really great. I love that. Um, conversely, I uh, to all the fun had with that description, I don't think I've used this spell a single time. <laughs> I've tried it. Yeah. I've definitely tried it. What, I've used was it effective? Yeah. Uh, depends on the groups. You know, I've definitely tried it with this, you know, on a group, two of them will fall asleep, two of them will not fall asleep. So, Are these yeah. things weaker than you? Like, I mean, I I just, mean, everything's weaker than you, but you yeah, don't. I mean, I, I just tried on everything just to see, you know, you kind of learn that certain things like enemies are just not going to sleep, but if they're like more like millipedes and things like that, then, you know, they might go to sleep. So I, I, I always tried it first just to see like, if it's going to be effective and then I just make a mental note, like if I've tried it once or twice and there's just not effective, I'm just, I'm not trying it again. Right. 
yeah, that's like the, the problem with these games is like by the time typically these Nintendo's early Nintendo RPGs, by the time a spell like sleep will work, you can already just wax that enemy. Right. Yeah, yeah using MP and like honestly wasting your time. It, yeah, it's it's yeah, it, it it wasting time, that's the way to describe it because yeah, it is a matter of like yes, you can put it to sleep and then of course chop it's, it up. It's going to be benign for, uh, until it wakes up, and you can probably kill it before it does that, but you're just wasting the time. You could kill it in that same amount of time in two turns anyways. So, like, yeah, maybe it gets one HP, but is that worth the extra fucking time? No, probably not. <laughs> and and yeah. button impressions, frankly. Unless there was, like, a group of call of magicians or something more powerful that can, like, right. hit you with something that you don't right. want to be hit with, then it's like, sure. I, put, I will happily spin that to see if I can put a few of you to sleep to avoid... That here's here's the thing though. In that case, the surrounds or the yeah the surround spell, the stop spell. The, sorry, stop spell. Yes, is more is it you don't have the stop spell doesn't not work. Yeah, uh, it actually does work. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure it's a percentage thing or something, but yes, uh, and I'm sure stop spell cannot work sometimes. But the it 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 certainly has a more effective or a higher effective uh, effectiveness rate. So. Even in those cases, sleep doesn't have the utility that you would want it to. Uh, I guess. I guess. I guess you could. You could make the argu- the, the the flip side of that argument is it's not for arcane nerfing. It's for melee nerfing. Nerfing rather. Yeah. You know? yeah. And maybe that's the way to think about it. Actually. So I'm in that. Uh, it says Spring of Heroes on the map that I'm looking at. That's not what it's called. Uh, northeast corner. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wing Wiffen use. Nothing happened. So they actually made the distinction between above and below. Yeah. Okay. Which kind of so that's crazy. Surprising. I could have I could have swore hmm. that we talked about getting out of the thing that way. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Well, here's here's one more step to the spell or to the experiment. Go down to the second floor of Moonbrook of the no of the dungeon. Is there a second floor in this one? Uh, there is in the sp- no in the lake. You got to go to the lake cave. Lake cave one floor. of our fans can run that experiment. <laughs> I don't fucking feel like doing it. Oh, Lake Cave I'd have to go to? Yeah, yeah it's just to the northwest there. Mm. What else do you have to do? <laughs> Ham- ha- Hamlin has no gear to upgrade the princess from her lowly bamboo stick and closed starter pack, <laughs> but if you venture back to Leftwind, you can get the magic knife for her, and she's able to fumble through fights with a hint more melee capability. So... Yeah. Like a seasoned fucking vet, I went up there and then I wyverned back, so I didn't have to walk <laughs> to Hamlin, where I had, I had talked to the guy and and made my new save point. Some serious arcane damage potential finally hits the scene at level four for the party as the POM gets Infernos, and mm. Infernos is described as a AOE, a one group of enemies spell, and this spell creates a mystical force around the one who chants it. This force makes a fierce attack upon the enemies. That's interesting too that it's. Uh, that it's not a f- just a fireball you shoot. It's you are enveloped by, I presume, flames. It's saying, and then that enveloping of flames, like shoots out or blow, what, however you know, whatever the delivery mode would yeah. be, and affects the enemies in that way, as opposed to again, yeah, just like a projectile, which is what I would think of this to be. You know, so that's kind of fun. You're getting so many fucking fights in this game. The very first fight with this, once I got the Inferno spell, was a one magician, one baboon, two centipods battle. And th- having Perfect. this 
Yeah, having exactly the perfect implementation of it. That takes that from a three turn minimum battle to a one turn. You know, and it's just right. Yeah, come at me, bro. <laughs> the efficiency there is just off the charts. Yep. The infernos oh, are key to to unlocking the fun and yeah, all of yeah to really completing the party. I think. You know? Yep. Yep. Yeah, because like that makes her like at that point she's still very support. And as we talked, like you know, heal more. You've already got heal, and it hits pretty hard. If you got some herbs sitting around, like you're pretty good on that front. So heal more is not a big deal. Then you get sleep, and like, eh. yeah, it's like, eh. Eh. and she doesn't do any damage. And then once she gets Infernos and can AOE with yeah. some pretty serious damage, then it becomes a complete. Well, just you know, if you just think about it, like in some sort of visual, some sort of fucking chart or something, you know, you would have you have two uh, offensive capabilities, obviously melee and, and arcane powers. And like, if you just look at the the chart of it, like the each one has it's a zero sum situation. You know, you have max and zero for spells for the po for the for the 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 lead dude. You have the poc is like this fifty fifty kind of thing, and then the princess is supposed to be zero and max zero melee arcane max arcane and until she has that spell that dynamic isn't there so it's just it's just an unbalanced visual until she has that spell (laughs) she's not the inverse of the tank until she right gets that spell yep for sure word okay well that's all the kind of fucking like um whatever the the what are those called the formalities of, of our level progressions here. So now we can just talk about our individual experiences. And, you know, uh, I mean, I kind of went through and kind of said where I was grinding, though. But the way I, the ratio I got to before I set out for my first tower trip, and it only took me one. And that's that's good that you specified that, mm-hmm. Jay. But the one trip to the tower was a 14-11-5 ratio. And that was enough to not need a second, okay. thankfully. So that is how my actual grind went. Jay, talk to us about <laughs> yours. Yeah, I mean, I think... Again, by the time I actually finished it, went on my, my last take three. Still died on that take, but, you know, I made, I made it work. Uh, it was 15, 13, 7. I, I think I went there several times before when I was like 11 something. I don't know. You know, I just, I pretty much just grinded right outside of Hamlin because I figured that was like the place to be. I went pretty much between Hamlin and Moonbrook trying to find just different places. Like, just let me, let me step into the the most higher up places I can get, you know, and, and find the, the enemy. Had, find. had you in looking for the tower, there's some, I'm sure you said you played beyond, so there's no point in being veiled about this. Had you found the Dragonhorn tower before you found the tower of wind? No, cause that's way over there to the West. Right. right okay. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Cause when I, so I went down, because I kept getting stuck on this tower and dying, I'm like, I can't go west of freaking Moonbrook. You know, like, I'm still, <laughs> even, even though, like, some of the bridges don't really feel like a step up in in enemies, I kind of went, I went further to, let me see, to the Moonbrook monolith. And I was kind of, like, venturing a little bit. And I was dying. I was like, all right, never mind. I just, I got to stick over here and, and focus on that area. So I really didn't venture until after I got that. Yeah, I haven't went over there yet. So I, I don't know what the enemy sets like, but it's cool to hear that it would, it's it's built into the design to deter you <laughs> by having battles over there that are like, nope, you're not yeah. supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where like, I'm not sure where else to go. And I'm looking at the map like, well, like eventually I have to make it over to, you know, the original Dragon Warrior location. And I, I, I got to get there. So it should be harder, yeah. you know, so I kind of dabbled a little bit just as kind of I kept just exploring, like, how far can I go before I'm like, nope, got to go back. Gotta that's go cool, too. I like the idea also 
of the player that doesn't know this whole world map and doesn't know what, what it means. But you know Alephgard. And you know that's the yes. first Dragon Warrior. And you know you want to get over there. <laughs> if, if, if only to, you know, uh, revel the nostalgia. in the... Yeah, exactly. Yes. To have the, the nostalgia visit, even if, if it's not significant to the story, or it turns out to be not significant for the story, you want to spend some time over there and just kind of, you know, soak it in. <laughs> uh, so, you're, so you're drawn over there, but then there's in-game things to be like, eh, slow down there, fucking... Uh, <laughs> slow, slow down there, Pecos. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but there seem to be enough enemies in terms of variety and getting XP pretty fast to kind of stay around the Moonbrook Hamlin area while grinding. You know what I mean? So it didn't, it didn't take me as long as I thought it would, and it was rather enjoyable, especially really the strategy aspect of it. Kind of like, all right, I know, I know the Prince of Middle Middle Mightenhall needs to be. Like laying down the most damage, like I said before, yeah. you know. Now that I have Infernos, she, you know, Peta's going after all the groups, like just handling them in one turn. So like mm-hmm. that became really fun, and it was more of a game of like every time I would encounter a group of enemies, like I was saying, what spells work as right. well, what works Learn on it. which guy, you know what I mean? What a trying to trying to refine my processes before I venture <laughs> yeah. out, out west. <laughs> exactly, yeah, it is. It does. It gives you an extra, this area, or this point of the game in the story, because, yeah, you're acquiring these new characters, no question adds, like, this level of additional uh, layers to the grinding. Because, yeah, you are, like you said, refining your process. You're figuring out, later on, when I encounter this type of group of of enemies, and it doesn't have to be, obviously, a one-to-one, but, like, you know, like I said, the, 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 the lizard flies usually come in packs. And those have those fireball spells, but not in the same way that magicians have fireball spells. Well, they're uh, they're kind of equated, I guess, in the same that yeah. you, you know those both the lizard flies and the magicians at the tail end of this part of the game, this level ratio area that we're all three of us are in right now, or were for this part of it, anyways. The POC can kill one of them with a melee attack. Yes, you know what I mean. So. Mm. Once that becomes the case, you stop thinking about them so much so in I need to AOE these with the princesses Infernos. You start thinking like, okay, I can do something else with her or even melee, just just dump her melee and save the MP and have the POC handle that group while Tada or the, the, the Maidenhall Prince obviously handles whatever the really big the baboon or the centipod or the zombie, whatever's in the group. And, you know, you can kind of save MP and stretch out your grind a little longer. And prior to that, obviously, yes, you're not, you're, you're, you're infernosing that group of, of the fucking lizard flies or they'll be dead. You know, and, and the thing too, about that, that previous situation, instead of, if they're magicians and not, like I said, I didn't think you could the lizard flies, but the magicians, you're changing your spell casting from you start, you, you do this, the stop spell on them, you know, yep. and just get rid of the magician's thing and just nerf them and just kill them at the end. And then just focus everyone on the, the heavy hitters or the melee uh, dudes in the group. So yeah, it, it is, it is a really fun part of the game and just kind of learning how to best tackle those problem sets uh, in a somewhat low risk environment because you're just grinding outside of town and not in a tower. <laughs> you know, unless so. you're a psychopath. <laughs> unless you're a fucking maniac. Yeah. So yeah, really, really cool part of the game. Uh, and it's cool to hear that uh, you just inherently embrace it that way. Awesome. Um, anything else? Were there any fucking happenings that we didn't fucking hit on already? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I just kept, 
Were you ever able to defeat a metal slime? I don't know that I've done that. I haven't got. Like, ah, I love they, you say. They keep yeah. running into. I keep running into them, and at first, I remember originally in Dragon Warrior One being like, "Oh, that's a thing that I didn't really get to do." And now I was like, "Why can't I kill it?" Like I'm trying over and over. Well, they got and they either got, hurts me or runs. Like what is yeah. happening here? Yeah, and it's funny because that's why I brought this up with the metal babbles in the first one because you will get to a place in this game where metal slimes can be killed rather routinely. Yeah. And oh. and there's no point in the first game where they where they aren't an accomplishment, you know? Like I said, even late in the yeah. game, I think I recorded that segment where like I fucking beat the one and I remember <laughs> 100 115 XP. I remember that right now sitting here. <laughs> so far removed from playing the game. It's 115 <laughs> XP and by the time you can do it in the first game, that 115 XP isn't even really meaningful. It's just such the accomplishment, an accomplishment doing because accomplishment. they always run, you know. So in this game, it becomes much more routine much earlier. Uh, well, it just becomes routine at any point would be a, a, a change, I guess. But it becomes routine at not, you know, not even like a really, 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 really late stage. Those become pretty routine. But the babbles replace them in like... Babbles become the metal slime. Yeah, exactly. You're It's borderline impossible. Okay, okay. You know, and they fucking... Yeah, when you get them, you will be excited. You yeah, actually, exactly. Same thing. Like, you probably won't need the experience at that point, but you'll be like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yep. You're going yep. down. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just... I, I love that they tweet that because again they know it, it's it's just such an under, a great understanding of your product and your story to know and, and of your user base i guess your player to know that the second you see them there's going to be this deeply rooted trauma that it, this is <laughs> going I, dude, I tried to drop everything on the metal like i was like infernals slice like it's just everything and it's yeah. just nothing i was like oh, yeah, that's not kidding me shit. Man. Yeah. one day don't worry you'll get there yeah you gotta grow yeah, up so, a little bit yeah, and it's such a good, that's such a cool thing too, because you know they they they're able to place that in this part of the game, and you know because the even if they might drop or hurt more on you or whatever the fuck it is, some sort of thing that can fuck you up a little bit and then run, uh, you know they don't hang around and just hammer you. So like the the fact that like they can drop that in as a carrot and give you like something. Even if it's like a side quest of sorts, yeah. har har. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, even if it's it's just something in the back burner for you to think about that you can't do right now, but doesn't totally ruin your fucking day when you get a dangle in front of you is is a really cool way of of applying those um, you know getting uh, uh, cueing those emotions in you without ruining the fucking game experience. It's, it's just a good job of game design and a pretty fun little thing. Almost, you know, it's, it's teetering on Easter egg is what it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. So pretty, pretty fucking An cool. achievement before achievements. <laughs> right, 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 right. Kind of uh, like Warmack, actually. Kind of like. Warmack's a much bigger deal, but yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit. You don't need to do it. Yeah, I never did beat that. Yeah, when I did went back and did that return trip with the with the bros after I'd beaten Chaos, that fucker just laid me out. I don't know if I remember. Yeah, talking he's no joke, dude. I don't think we talked about that because he's harder than Tiamat, actually, in my opinion. Yeah, well, just that nuke thing is just unreal. You know, it's yeah. it can level anything. So, uh, okay, Jeb, did you have anything of significance? Uh, actually, least, believe it or not, no, I didn't level a whole lot. I didn't. I didn't have a whole lot of time to play this time, so I uh, didn't level a whole lot. What do I get? Oh, did I tell you? Uh, I went to the spring of the late cave and went to the second floor, used the wing of wyvern, nothing happened. Mm. Okay. So well, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's yeah. the experiment there. Uh, draw the so, so that, write the paper. So, so yeah, I don't need to carry two, I guess, but I need to carry two. Well, you, you can get still... out of an uh, above ground thing. Well, I was going to say, yeah. Cause you know, the, 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 but then you get outside, so it doesn't matter. I mean, but right, yeah, yeah, same, same that, argument yeah. that, you know, if you don't have the MP, 
Yeah, you can right. do the math how you want. No, I didn't level up a whole lot. I am 15, 13, 4. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's funny. I, I, I love that because, yeah, my ratio is 14, 11, 5. The idea that you can be, you know, I just love that it can be different. That you're, Yeah, like, your princess but, is higher than mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah mine's princess seven, is, high, but, princess is higher, but Prince of Mindenhall is lower. Right. 14, 11, 5. So, yeah, I just love that you can have those different experiences, you know, uh, because obviously you can make those you can put in work before you get her. So it's, it's just, yeah, really cool. And also they can die, which changes that shit as well. So, yeah, just really, really cool that they're it just having these three characters changes the potential game experience so much. And mm-hmm. that is really fun. We're still getting our feet under us on the first episode and kind of how we're going to do format-wise with this and whether or not we were going to use a strategy guide. So we did not go through what we have decided to include moving forward in the Dragon Warrior 2 strategy guide. And this uh, said strategy guide is named The Unveiled Secrets of Dragon Warrior 2. That's an interesting title choice for sure. Uh, there's some effort there. It's not just, you know, double, dra- double Dragon Warrior 2 strategy guide, <laughs> which is yeah. what they could have went with, you know, so there's... <laughs> Some effort there. And the cover is the game box art set on a black border. There's red banners diagonal across the upper left and lower right corners. That unveiled secrets of text is on the, the one on the top left. That's really the only difference between that and the box cover. The inside cover of the mag, even before we get to a TOC, is a message from an old man calling himself Don Mahone. And I, this is interesting to me that this, I don't know, it's... Uh, not how these usually work. There's yeah, like, like narration like, from like a point of view. Well, that and then also just there's tips before where there's even where we even know the context for the tips we're being given. You know, is kind of what I'm thinking here. Anyways, yeah, like if you never it's, played it's like this game, like you're you're already experiencing some shit that you have no idea about. Right. What you're saying, Jay? No, it's almost like they assume that. Like you've played the first one, so you kind of know what medical herbs and kind of those things are. That's that's the way I took it. It's yeah. kind of just like giving you a heads up. Like, all right, you probably experienced the first game, so here's some tips to kind of get you on the way. And or... You got this book because you were stuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you've already played Fair. the game some, and you're like, okay, now I'm getting, I'm going to make mom get me this. Yeah, you know, I know what an herb is. I can't fucking figure it out still. Yeah, and I, I was unable to, or not unable to, but I wouldn't even have known where to look, but like, you know, how, where were these? Where were these for sale? How did yeah. you acquire these? Uh, maybe, does the manual have an ad? Maybe you can order it. Maybe that's one way. Maybe eventually they would be in a manual and not in the scan. We're using whatever the case. So maybe there's probably some mail order action going on to some degree or another, but you also have to assume that they were to some degree or another, not in Oberlin, Ohio. Unfortunately, there's not going to be any stores, I think, where that's the case. But, you know, fucking somewhere, game stores, wherever fucking game pros would be sold, wherever yeah. game magazines would be that we also didn't get to go to. <laughs> I guess some of those, like, the place where I got Mad Magazine, that place on, what is that, 113 or something, across from the Trailer Park Jab, had, uh, like, a really big magazine selection. Drug Marts would have that sometimes, maybe in those kind of places, perhaps. But either way, that it could be somewhere where, like, you know, a child could see it a bunch of times, want it, 
not be able to convince their mom or not think it important enough to go through the effort of prioritizing over the issue of Mad Magazine they wanted or whatever it would be and then to get to a point in the game where they're like, I am fucking stuck. I need that book. <laughs> you know, mom, next you time. either wasted 50 bucks on this game or you can spend $6 more and get me this goddamn Yeah, book. or I'm going to be annoying as fuck for the next six weeks. It's up right. to you. <laughs> you want to go to Tyrone's and drink or do you want me bothering you all the time? <laughs> yeah, make, make your fucking choice. Anyways, Jab, would you please read to us Don Mahone's guidance here? Do my best. guidance. Welcome to the world of Dragon Warrior 2. My name is Don Mahone. I will be a valuable aid to you as you progress in this game. Before leaving on your journey, may I offer some inside hints. First, always carry some medical herbs with you. If your character is defeated during play, you will lose half your gold pieces. To avoid this, use the medical herb to restore your HPs. Just says HPS, which is yeah, HPS. Yeah, yeah, it could be health points, hit points, I guess. Hey, hit yeah. points. Come on, yeah. how many fucking? Anyway, <laughs> um, decisions on where and when to use the herb are very important. Second, upon raising your experience level, it is important to move out and explore new lands. Also, remember to keep your party equipped with the best armor and weapons possible. Below is an example of armor and weapons your party should have equipped by the time you reach landport. I find this list insane. I find this list insane. That this yeah, is I, yeah, like you sent this and I opened it up today before the show and I was kind of blown away that they just give away the, they just give it away. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and it's not even, it's, it's not to me that uh, like what the things are. No. You know, yeah, it's just the fact that this list like that this they compile. The optimal. Right. For this, and, it, and it's such like a specific they they tell you by the time you reach Leonport. So like it's like this very specific point in the game, and it's not, you know, I mean, is that the midpoint? What is the it's, page count? No, there's know. no fucking way. It's the midpoint. It's this page twelve. Is- it's page twelve in a thirty book or a thirty page book. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's I guess close to the midpoint. I think but... you also do some doubling back in this game. So yeah, true enough. Yeah, that's true. It's it's thirty pages because it's just POIs. Which is, I guess, maybe you know, we'll specify in a moment. Yeah, there. it's actually not explaining the step by step. It's just giving you all the locations. Yep. Yeah. It's. I mean, I guess it's similar to the Final Fantasy one to some mm-hmm. degree or another. But Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy guide spends more time laying it out. You know, it has those charts at the end of the chapters that are kind of like if you have doubling back, that's in there. Like, yeah, I, I mean, we haven't went all the way through yet, and I'm honestly not looking ahead, so maybe I don't think any of that is in here. I guess there's these places where you can use the key thing at the end that's kind of more like that. But yeah, to me, it comes across as just a linear first time you get to it POI list, you know. Um, so yeah, anyways, that, yeah, that list is very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But, oh, should anyway. I do the list? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, Prince of Maidenhall says for your weapon, should be the broadsword. Armor should be full plate armor. Shield should be the steel shield. And helmet, iron helmet. I don't have the iron helmet yet. Neither do I. That's the Interesting. one thing I don't have. Yeah, that's the one thing I don't really? have. Like, you know, yeah. uh, I, I found it. I'm oh, sorry. sorry go on. No, I was I, just going to say, I've, I found it later and then realized, wait a minute, I can have, I can wear something else. And it was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> I mean, what's funny, that's a good point, actually. When I saw this, I was like, oh, I didn't know you could have a helmet. Yeah, yeah I, for, I, I forgot. forgot yeah, I forgot helmets that were in the game, right? Yeah. Prince of Canuck, a weapon, iron spear, armor, chain mail, shield, leather shield. We've all got that. And Princess of Moonbrook, wizard's wand, and uh, clothes of hide. It's clothes of hiding, but the thing says yeah. clothes hiding. Yeah, and that's you know I looked at this when I when I opened this up uh, after I got to our stopping point for this episode, and I was like, 
I looked at the Princess of Moonbrook, and you know, all I have for her is a fucking bamboo stick and regular clothes. Right. So I looked at this like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get those things this soon. <laughs> I, was, I was like genuinely excited. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah, that's the inside cover. And then from there, we move into the TOC. And this shows Lee and Port's ESPN on page 12. So that equipment reco is just past where we're at in the game. <laughs> And, yeah, like I mentioned, I'm missing all the shit for PETA. Todd still needs the metal helmet, or the iron helmet, rather. After the TLC, we get right into the POI by, by POI format, and we start with Maidenhall Castle. They call each stop a route, and in that title bar, they put the level they recommend each mm. are being at or reaching before or while you're at around this location. And, you know, that's a generality, of course, but it, it is a cool inclusion, I think, just to give you an idea of... You know, it's it's almost furthering of what Don Mahone was saying. Like, you know, it, yes, adventure out, but you probably want to follow these guidelines. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're like hedging the frustration that a player might have with that. You know, which is it, we you know we've, it's ad nauseum. That's their biggest concern about these games. Even at this point, we're a little further in, and you know, clearly we have demonstrated some value with this genre with Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is just hitting though, so you know, that's maybe not applicable. And the Dragon Warrior One did okay, but they were giving those cards away at one point, so they yeah. didn't crush it. So they were still a little worried about the startup cost of playing this kind of game at the time, you know. So they're they're certainly conscious of that and all the decisions they're making with marketing and shit. Yeah, cause I mean, like you know, since we're since we're doing this thing on like old video games, it's like. You know, it's 2023 when we're listening to this and recording and doing these things. Like, video games were new. <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, like, as new as fuck, no yeah. one had done this before. Like, there was no frame of reference to draw on previously where you're like, oh, and this other RPG I played, like, this literally might be your first one. Right. Yep. Very, very possible. Yeah, and that's crazy, too, to think. I mean, why are you having now, too? But, like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's such a... It's so much harder... For a child in 1990 to look at this, and it is, you don't even think of it as a franchise yet. It's just two games, Dragon Warrior and Dragon Warrior 2. But like, it's so much harder for a kid in 1990 to be able to look at it from a macro perspective, go, oh, these are like, these games happen in a, a joint story world, and it's like a linear progression of a fucking story. And like, I should play the first one first and not the second, and I have the money to make that happen. Like, there's just so many impediments to experiencing this in a way that would prep you for all the things that you're going to encounter in this that should be familiar if you played the first one. Like, it's just, yeah, it is just, it is so much more distinctly possible and likely even, I would say, that a player in 1990 is playing Dragon Warrior 2 and has never, doesn't even know Dragon Warrior 1 exists. <laughs> let alone, let alone has played it all the way through to completion and has the basis, the foundation with which to be experiencing it from a completely knowledgeable standpoint. You know, that's, that's a, a really important distinction to make for sure. Yeah, and like, you like, you know, the way that you would acquire games at that age is like, oh, that game looks cool. So much like more The cover random. looks cool. Yeah, so, so much it's more just random. Like, or, not even, you, or, or you're not even involved in the process. The game just shows up in your Easter basket. <laughs> yeah, boom, yeah, you know, which, yeah, do you recall asking for it? I'm sure I... Fuck, I forgot that I got it in my Easter basket until you told us the last episode, so <laughs> Right, yeah. I don't know. Now that you say that, I remember getting Echo the Dolphin for Easter, which is a fucking... Oh, my gosh. Good uh, God, that game is fucking good. Oh, yeah, Jay, we're going to play that. What? So There's zero it's, chance I'm ever playing that game. Spoiler alert. Echo the uh, Dolphin? Zero yeah. chance. Why? It's, zero. it's 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 so no hard, chance. but it's so good. I'm so uninterested incredible. in a golfing... I'm so uninterested, uninterested in a dolphin game, and... 
growing up to me, that was just like a joke. Like I'm, I'm not an animal person, animal video games. Absolutely not. Like it is a Genesis card, right? Like, no, no, yeah. thanks. Pass. My jaw is literally dropped. So Hard pass. Wrong. We'll get there. Hard pass. The, it's, uh, it's, we'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll talk I, about- I can't believe somebody would choose to be so wrong. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. It's good. I was when it was that's probably I want to say late ninety one, early ninety two, maybe that those showed up. So we got a ways to go. But I can give you, I can, I can give you fifteen different games better than that at, at that time that that's out. No, like, you can't name it. fifteen games better than that in general. So. <laughs> what? It's right, really we're good. Dude. We're done here, sir. Yeah, I, I am. Yeah, they're really good. It, <laughs> it, it, the startup, it, it's there. There is. I mean, I, I had. I, I think <laughs> it's so funny how correlated this is kind of wild we talked about how the first time i played this or the last time i played this like a half decade ago i had the save state yada 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 around the same time i was just on a kick of trying to revisit these things and beat these games uh the podcast did not exist yet so i wasn't using the podcast as a framework with which to 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 uh achieve these goals so i was just randomly doing them on my in my spare time echo the dolphin was another one i was playing at the same time i still have the because I was just screen I was just taking pictures with my phone of the codes because you get a password yeah. at the end of each stage in Echo. I was taking pictures. I still have the picture. That I was playing Echo at the same time. I still have the picture in my save state or my my camera roll of that last stage that I played and probably the back third of the game. And it's I. It's the one where you gotta. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna be differentiated enough, but there's all these fucking jellyfish in these subterranean caverns, and it's so fucking hard. It's such a hard level, and I was never able to beat it. And I still have the code though, the password in my fucking phone because I was playing on OG hardware. That's when I first got my Genesis. So yeah, I've uh, great game, great yeah, fucking great game, game but super hard. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, they call each stop a route, and in that title bar, uh, yeah, I started to mention that, and and there's an illustrated but to tile scale map of the castle with each POI within labeled, and they list out the cost of the inn and what the item store sells here. They do not list prices though uh, of the items, so it's a little. I'm gonna abridged. do it all for I, you. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing that we're doing the podcast here, so you can get this information. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do without? Us? Yeah, right. And then there's a screenshot of the king's throne room, captioned with a note about being able to save your game there and lastly there's a paragraph at the bottom with a tips watermark below it and i suppose it makes sense to read each of these as we go so jay would you please do the honors for the Maidenhall castle tips are you ready to begin your quest to defeat hargon your traveling companions spoken of by the king are descendants of the great erdrick finding the prince of kanak and the princess of moonbrook will not be easy but with your courage to the west of Maidenhall lies Leftwind. But before leaving on your journey, remember to equip yourself with the copper sword given to you by the king. Use the equip command. You're already equipped with the leather armor. <laughs> I love that there's that whole... It's just a table setting blurb, and they use right? the whole thing just, as, a, as a vessel by which to reiterate what has already been reiterated so heavily in the game. So there's just much have been... You know, again, there just must have been so many dumb kids that started this game and just didn't do that. Play testing or whatever. It just got to be. Well, so, I mean, you think about it from a kid's standpoint. You, you're plugging the game. I want to play it. Right. Like, oh, no. I got to fight. Perfectly sensible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Perfectly sensible. But it's just so, so hilarious. You how, mean I have like, to pick up the sword? You mean I got to put on armor? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, actually I was playing last night. And uh, I, I can't remember what I was doing. What the fuck was I doing? I can't remember why I was in this command. But like I went to the equip command. And it, it turned out that the Prince of Mindenhall, I had not equipped his steel shield. 
<laughs> he was just hanging on to it. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, easy to do. Easy to do. No baby hand-holding in this game. Route 2 on page 4 is left win, and that is next. And they have the layout map again, though there's no screenshots from town. The shops and what they sell are again listed. Uh, but again, yeah, there's no prices, so that's... I don't know, it's weird to me that that's omitted. And they have one-time explanations of the inn and house of healing here in this particular uh, route as well. For the inn, they describe it as one night's lodging at an inn will cost you... dot, 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 gold pieces. <laughs> the cost for your lodging depends on the number in your traveling party. And then the House of Healing says, at the House of Healing, you have the chance to select one of the following remedies, detoxicate, uncurse, or revive. This will allow you to restore your character to good health. But there will be a charge. As you know, money talks. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, I, don't know, that's, I don't know. That's great. World-breaking. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking great. So the tips reads in this uh, for this one, begin your search for the prince to the north of Leftwind. To find the princess, you must pass through the monolith west of Leftwind. But first, focus your energies on finding the prince. You need not fear for the princess. The two of you will be able to rescue her. Don't forget to carry an antidote with you. And that's like, that's disjointed yes. in half. It's like all this stuff. And then like, oh, and carry an antidote also, you know. By the way. Such a disjointed thing. Yeah, it's bad writing because they, you know, they do that thing where you just use the same word over and over again. Prince, <laughs> yeah, princess, all, prince, all, princess. Yeah, a lot of redundancy too. Yeah. yeah. Route three, Cannock Castle, comes after that. Level four is the recommendation for coming to the, or arriving here. And Don Mahone is back, telling us don't delay. And for the tips, Jab, please read. Don't delay. You just <laughs> missed the Prince of Cannock. Uh, he left word that he's traveling to the Spring of Bra- Bravery. After finding the prince, keep a keen eye out for the silver key. This key will be very helpful in talking with those who may be locked up. Routes 4 to 9 are packed. They changed the format up a little bit here. They, routes 4 to 9 are all packed onto one page on the next page, page 6. And Route 4 is titled "Big, Real Big Up Top with the Spring of Bravery, and the level reco for that is 7. They still are not pointing out whether it's just for the main character or both you and the POC, but I'm going to say it has to be just your main character because seven would have, or having the POC at seven here would have Todd like way OP for, <laughs> for the Spring of Bravery, you know, and I'm sure they're not as conservative as I am. There's no maps or anything for this of the sort for the spring, just a screenshot of the spring tender and your dialogue with him. So that's an important distinction between this and some of the previous strategy guides we've had too, is that, you know, they don't lay it all out here. I mean, you do have the pack in map, has most of the maps in the game so that it would make it redundant and unnecessary. And this is from the original publisher, Enix. So, you know, they probably viewed it as uh, companion pieces, I guess. But uh, it's worth mentioning that shit's not in here. And then routes five, six, and seven are the runaround looking for the POC, Maidenhall to Canock to Leftwind. And it's worth pointing out that the strategy guide gods do here, anyways, do not think that Jay's belittling of Todd and Jab's search trajectories were warranted. Uh, they think that they you should go in the order that we went in. <laughs> and that you were off. Fascinating. There, yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> Route 8 has a screenshot of the monolith, but they title it Gwaylin's Cave, and I haven't heard that phrase a single time in the gameplay, but okay. Route 9 is the monolith south of Maidenhall with one of the estranged brothers, and then we have a very small tip section, and Jab, could you please read this? Sure can. The prince you are searching for is said to have been to Maidenhall. You would be wise to raise your level and gain more gold pieces before journeying to Maidenhall. A visit to the old man may restore the energy you need. Hmm. Old man. 
Route 10 is the last of our catch-up from the episode 1 of the quest and is the Lake Cave level 9 reco uh, or le- a, a level 9 is the reco for this and it's just a screenshot of the chest the key is in and a tips blurb Jay go ahead and take this one On your journey to Moonbrook you happened by Gwalen's cave because of new information received here you have changed your destination point the monolith south of Maiden Hall will lead you to the Lake Cave look very closely for the silver key and they follow that up with a yellow use the silver key box before moving to the next route. And that lays out our silver key tour stops. So now we move into the portion of the guide applicable to the POIs discussed in this episode. And we start there with Route 11, Gwalen's Cave. And it's just a tips blurb for this. I'll read that. It says, beware of the monster in Gwalen's Cave. Or mon- yeah, of the monster in Gwalen's Cave. Not monsters. After passing through the cave, a new continent will spread before you. In your exploring, you will discover new monsters and places of refuge. Prepare yourself with the strongest armor you can, even though you'll be wasting money on the chain sickle if you fucking do buy it here. <laughs> uh, route 12 is a whole page on Hamlin, and uh, they're keeping the level record at 9 here. They explain that the lodging at the inn is more expensive because you have journeyed far from Maidenhall. And that is not how economics works, guys. <laughs> yeah. the, the fact that, you know, would only be applicable if the innkeeper had to also journey from Maidenhall to set this operation up at my request. That would be the only time that my having traversed from there would be applicable to his you know, uh, his cost basis. You're missing the point. He's just, when you go to check in and get a room, he's like, where are you coming from? All right. He's calculated off the side. <laughs> right. Distance yeah, base. We like what? That the yeah. people from Maidenhall might not like people from, uh, or the people from Hamlet Also that, like yeah. People from uh, could just, could literally be biased in the form of economic, uh, exploitation. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. You're the yeah. prince of Maidenhall. I know you got some money. It's definitely. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Prince. Yeah. Extra yeah. gold. Yeah. So yeah, demand plus, uh, opportunity. <laughs> so yeah, they also have a unique note for the item shop. It says it would be wise to carry Wing of the Wyvern with you, and there's no arguments for me about that. Jab, please hit the tip section for Leftwin or sorry, ha- sorry Hamlin. Hints you may have collected along the way say the third member of your party may be in Moonbrook. One of the king's trusted foot soldiers said the princess may be in danger. There's no time to waste. You must raise your levels as quickly as possible and equip yourselves with the weapons that will help you win the upcoming battles. Don't forget to search for the Cloak of Wind. A Tower of Wind may a good may be a good place to begin. <laughs> imagine <laughs> that. Say. Yeah, imagine that. Okay. Moonbrook Castle is next to Route 13. Gets a whole page. And the level echo for this bumps to 10. They call it the Ruins of Moonbrook and point out that although this appears to be fire, it really is a soul of the dead. You may want to talk to it. Tips by Jay. The information you've gathered on the princess tells you her enemies transformed her transformed her into a dog. Keep your eyes peeled for a cute little dog. You will need to help in restoring the princess. Find the small pond from which you can see the four bridges, and there you will discover the help you need. Be sure to search for the dog. Yeah, calling it a pond is not exactly accurate. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, if I, if I saw that and it was a pond, I'd be very frustrated. I'd be like, yeah. scouring the waters. I, like I said, I used to fish in ponds around here when I was younger, and actually, come to think of it, the, yeah, I wouldn't want to be in them either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. They reiterate over here on the next page too. They call it a pond, hmm. so they're really set on that that terminology for it. 
Um, they show a screenshot of the area too over there, and it's uh, oh, it's a dead giveaway then. Not like it yeah, was hard to find, but right. I, yeah. He is standing on the wrong spot in the marsh mm-hmm. though, and you, you have to ask yourself: Are they? Is that like a deliberate? <laughs> it's know, gotta like, be. It's gotta. Yeah, be. like oh, you're, like, you're gonna... looking at it. He's looking. <laughs> at it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, level eleven is the reco for for that Mira Ra hunt, and then Route fifteen is the search for the Princess of Moonbrook and Hamlin. Is just a screenshot of of the dog and, and the blurb, and it says the little dog in Moonbrook would love to see its reflection in the mirror of Ra. So they they pulled of a king of Midenall here and botched the town name. <laughs> they they say, oh my god, that, they did. Yeah. Yep. I, wow, that blew right past me. Yep. Route 16 is a very small bit of attention paid to the Tower of Wind. I think an incredibly disproportionate amount, in fact. Yeah, for how fucking difficult, you know, how, like, you know, the, the, the magnitude of the importance of right. the Tower of Wind. It's just like this very brief thing. Yep. And I think that's establishing a trend. They did the same thing with, you know, the, they're not, they're spending a lot more time on the friendly POIs than they are on the, dungeons and shit you know so that's mm. interesting because that's obviously kind of backwards for the intent or normal purpose of a strategy guide you know <laughs> like it's to, it's well, to help you do the hard figure, parts maybe they figure you can figure out the fighting part so maybe you're skipping through kind of some of the story building and like you know what i mean friendly stuff that you might probably like all right i can let me get back to the fighting you never know because you never know what kind of kid is picking up this game sure know? they're not 20 year rpg enthusiasts yeah, sure I mean, it's, it's, if you get them just into the right spot they should be able to take it from there. If they don't that's, know what the fuck they're doing, oh my god. That's an interesting way to look at it is to say that yeah, the, their their concern is not you having a hard time in the parts that are supposed to be hard. Their concern is you not or having a hard time because you missed yeah. a plot point or a piece of direction or whatever it might be. And as you that, can see, they can't even get the fucking town names right in the strategy guide or the game. So yeah. clearly yeah, that's not important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a struggle in of itself uh, for, for very real reasons. <laughs> uh, so yeah, at the level 12 is the reco for the tower of wind and a screenshot of the room with the cloak and a tips blurb is all she wrote. And that says there was no cloak of wind in the treasure chest you found at the top of the tower. Maybe you should search for another treasure chest hidden in a back room on the second floor. It may be difficult to reach. After entering the fifth floor, look for a downward staircase. At last, the cloak of wind. That is the extent of our strategy guide bullshit. Where do you think we're heading next, Jay? Or yeah, if you've played ahead, where did you head next? <laughs> Definitely west. You know, at this point, I've grinded up. I've grinded exclusively in this whole Moonbrook Peninsula. So it's kind of like, all right, I've... I've got PETA and Numo. We're a three-party team. We've, we're feeling powerful now. It's time to cross back over and, and see if that'll take me up to Alfgard or, or what's, up, what's up there, you know? Sound like realistic goals to lay out before us. Let's talk status updates. Jay, where did you land? You told us your ratio, I think, but where uh, we'll, we'll do our specific status updates with all the numbers for we'll, we'll keep that to the, the main uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I'm still fifteen, thirteen, seven at this point. Okay. Yep. We're, so, what are the uh, gentle Ma's statistics? I believe gentle Ma here strength fifty eight, agility forty seven, hit points seventy, uh, maximum age. What that? did you say the level was? Sorry. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. So that's a big jump. 
on these numbers yeah. from 14 to 15 because that's where I'm at 14. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, actually, maybe this is 16 here. I think it is because I'm at level 15 and my numbers are Yep, different. you're right. You're right. Nope, nope. This is, I'm at 16, yeah. 15, 9. Yeah, 16, okay. 15, 9. Yeah. Copy. So with that being a level 16, uh, Gentleman is strength 58, agility 47, uh, maximum HP 70, um, no magic, obviously. 93 attack power, 58 defense power, and 17.7k thousand XP. And, you know, the Jab, your uh, hypothesis about the HP jumps being so small and that changing has not materialized. No. It's still, it's so gradual, the HP increases with him. I mean, it's even the, the, the Princess of Moonbrook has like a comparatively a decent amount of hit points like your tank's not much of a tank sometimes except for i mean the defense powers would help some but like his right. hit points aren't all that high yep yeah it's not scaling like i expected it to at all yeah we're, well where is jab uh, at level 15 just I for the formalities 15, 15 13 4 and jab as i said 15 uh strength 55 agility 41 uh hit points 68 Attack power 85, defense power 55. 14,832 experience points currently. Got mm. 4,724 gold. So maybe that maybe that helmet is the extra three defense power that you that I have over you. That's yeah, almost certainly, and, and, in fact. Yeah, and yeah, the agility is a 10-point jump from 14 to 16, too. That's got to include the helmet. And well, I'm 15, form. so um, I think, Jay, you said your agility is 47? Yep. So I'm expecting a six-point jump at the next one. Yeah, that's a lot. So there's got to there's got to be some defensive capability yeah. built into that. Well, I don't know because that, that's the whole I don't, point. I don't of, have the helmet, so yeah, right. But that that's the whole point of the attack power defense power modifier, though, is that 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 is factoring the armor. So well, the agility might just be like who goes first and the ability to dodge a blow. Right. Defense power is equipment once you're hit. Well, yeah, it's definitely an initiative role factor for sure, as well as running, I believe. But oh yeah, running. Yeah, I would still. You wouldn't think that a helmet would affect that, but have we control? We should try and control for. Uh, and typically, I do these things, so I'll probably end up doing it. Uh, running with, because uh, you don't have to run with the first character. You can run with any character. You could attack with the Prince of Maidenhall and the Prince of Canuck, and then run with Peta. You know, yeah. like yeah, we have mentioned that. That that is a really that's a big difference for sure. Yeah, that's so I really wonder if it difference. makes like it, it's got to make a difference, right? I mean, running's based off something, right? Hopefully, it's actually the character, not the character before you in the party order. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't actually make a difference. Right. Well, it makes a difference. It's just you have to all fucked up. Yeah, you have to think of it differently. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Todd is at level 14. His strength 53, agility 37, HP 65, zero magic points. Attack power 83, defense power 53, XP 12,392. So that's where we're at. And we... Will, um, yes, be probably journeying west for the next side quest episode whenever it may occur. And you can subscribe to the pod on whatever platform provided, whatever dumbest company that serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on, on whatever platform you do listen to it. If you enjoy our nonsense, the website is nyhentertainment.com forward slash ISOH pod. Email us directly at ISOH podcast at gmail.com. You can follow the pod and banter with us on the Facebook page, Instagram, subreddit. Talk shit to us about our gameplay videos on the YouTube. Links to all that nonsense will be in the show notes. We don't have a Patreon, but if you like giving money to things podcasters tell you to and would like to do so at our direction, the Able Gamers Foundation creates 
creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities, and that's cool as fuck. They did a lot of cool shit for the holidays. I was on their so- I saw on their socials. Um, so check that out for some good feel good stories and give if you can. Ablegamers.org is where you can find them. T-shirts on the website. They're dope. I'm wearing one right now. My side quest official release and proceeds on those after pot expenses go to Able Gamers. Jab, what are your socials so people can reach out to you and discuss your quest through Dragon Warrior 2? Yeah, it's really important to me. And I, I had a funny joke for this, and I forgot what it was. So I don't have uh, <laughs> socials. I hate them. <laughs> Jay, what about yours? Gentleman JB without the second E is my gamer tag and pretty much where you can find e, find me where I'm active. Is there any hope of you changing your entire digital life to Gentle Ma? No. <laughs> <laughs> That, that end does a lot of work at the <laughs> end of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you can find me on Twitter, at Josh Follin, and on Instagram, at my shift key is broke, as well as my Oculus tag. And uh, if you want to roll in some Demio. Jab, when are you going to dial in Demio? You, it's ins- <laughs> it's ins- a fucking Shut the fuck up. computer here that I play games on, dude. I'm not buying another system. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not telling you to buy another system. You can get it on Steam, you fuckface. What the fuck but is also, Demio? Also, it's a fucking it's a board game. It's a it's a fucking multiplayer board. It's incredible. It's it's yeah, so it's, up your alley. It's insane. And we could play the three of us at the, at a time together. And it's fucking incredible. It's fucking it's, as much as you talk about spells and all this kind of stuff, Jab. Like I, I'm you would love it. You oh yeah, it's, it's mind blowing. Don't fucking talk to me, Jay. You don't you don't want to play Echo the Dolphin. All right, <laughs> I'm not okay right now. Hey, I'm, two I'm, different I'm, things. Okay, I'm wizards, okay. cool dolphins. Or Dolphins are girls. cool. What are you talking like about? <laughs> yeah, on on Steam, it's probably like I don't know how much it is. It's probably fifteen or twenty bucks. It's fucking. It's so fucking good, and uh, you're just a complete. Uh, if I, if twat. I get, if I get that, I am going. To, that's time away from planning a D and D campaign. I got a semester coming this, up. I've I feel like this would suck you away from D and D. So I got other people that want to play games with me. Suck my fucking dick, Jeff. <laughs> I do. Suck. Suck my fucking dick. My well, you can you, you, games. you can invite them to play this. They'll enjoy it too. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> Look, I'm thinking I, 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 I'm willing to get a social, but here's what I got to do. I, I got to throw this in here. I'm willing to get a social, but what it has to be is I want PO Box 31 at the Oberlin <laughs> post office, and then people could write me a letter and send it to that. That's what. Uh, I well, want. what you need to do is make socials where that's your username, and yes. that's fucking incredible. That is an incredible. That's a really good idea. That is an incredible Instagram handle. MPO Box 0031. It's so available. It's insane, and it's so fucking good. Well, I think what's I think uh, I think what's her name has it currently. So I gotta. I gotta talk to her, anyways. I, I I'm gonna try and acquire this. Who's who's what's her phone? What are you talking about? Uh, fucking your dad's wife. Oh, she, she, she. So, no, she doesn't. She doesn't have the PO box, does she? No, why the PO would that box canceled. Why would that? She needs anything that's coming in for fucking will and death shit. She needs that. She probably like a sane person has moved her mail to the house because she's not gonna go there. She's she's probably sane enough to. Just w- want Saturday, to walk out, w- want to walk out to the mailbox and not to the fucking, <laughs> not to the fucking p- post office I'll, and OB. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll go to the post office and talk to him. <laughs> nah, yeah, that want sounds to. like so much work going to yeah, the post it, office. Oh, Jay, <laughs> it, it's insane! It's insane thing it's to do. The reasoning, be, I mean, he did have a. He did have a, a slightly valid point in that every time he put him in, we did actually. You know what? I want to completely. Step back from this and and stop ridiculing him for it because this is based in actual 
real world evidence. We you, we had a mailbox when I was little. I don't think I ever told you this, Jeff. Did you know that that we no, had a we, mailbox? We ha- we ended up with a mailbox while I was like a little bit older, and I actually I understand why he did it. Yes, people would come around that curb and, and fucking and hit the mailbox all the fucking time. He had to replace the mailbox numerous Pretty times. Really? Yes, yes, because we we let we lived on this fucking turn, Jay. That was oh. it was it was a real deal, dude. I mean, I remember I have a, a, a distinct memory of someone fucking flipping their car and it being yep. in our front yard, like on dude, its people fucking crash into our yard twice a year. Yeah, easy. Yes, because yeah, it's it's like a fifty. It's just it's it's the dumbest engineering decision I've ever I've ever seen. If you think about it's it, it's unbelievable. It's just it's right where the fifty-five mile an hour zone starts. There's maybe a quarter of a mile. Between it going from 35... Uh, out of the town. Yes, out the of country. Oberlin, into the, the a, a rural state highway, 48122, and the 55-mile-an-hour zone. So, you know, if someone doesn't have it memorized by heart, they start speeding up. And I'm, you know, God only knows how many safety measures they employed, reflectors and whatever, that they might have installed to try to change this over the years. I don't remember the entire fucking <laughs> workflow of it. But I'm sure they put a bunch of them up. But they're not prominent enough for a drunk person <laughs> or, someone, or someone not paying close attention. And if you... you you know, you're just hammering on the fucking, you can't take that turn at 55. You got to slow nope. the fuck down. <laughs> and someone who doing it at 75, which is what probably a lot of people would do the second they leave town, uh, you're ended up in this person's yard. And they, <laughs> they ended up in our yard all the fucking time. And straight up, the all other time. issue, uh, the other issue that we had, not only people crashing into it, but uh, snow plows would fucking destroy it literally yep. every year. So yep. it actually yep. did make some sense. Yep, made a ton of sense for sure. For he sure. didn't do but, a lot that made sense, but that actually checks out. Yep, yep. He did the he did the he did proper <laughs> he conducted proper experimentation before arriving at a decision. And yes, that was a rarity for him, but in that case was a justified and well founded choice. Uh, well, I'm but fun, but those. but funny and a huge pain in the ass to yes have to go to a fucking PO box to get all your mail. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he gets for not living in town. He can listen to fucking music loud and get blacked out drunk with his friends and ride but motorcycles, no, but but no mailbox. <laughs> no mailbox. Sorry, buddy. You have to pay for that. Yeah. Oh well, uh, I look forward to hearing uh, about your Instagram acquisition at at uh, MPO Box zero zero three one on the next <laughs> Sorry, episode buddy. of the Dragon Warrior Two Side Quest. Okay, bye. Bye. I got <laughs> goodbye, everyone.